there's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Vredestein tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. That's TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. That's TireRack.com, TireRack.com, TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, that's five seconds. You filibustered long need, enough. Let's get to the seconds. story of the night. I need five seconds because we're going to the NIT. NIT oh. bound your Syracuse Orange. Stone cold. We've if watched you, it unfold here in the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. A big night ahead. If your team is on the bubble for the NCAA tournament, congratulations. You can scratch Syracuse, who is getting boat raced by Boston College. They suck. The time is ticking out. Syracuse is now going to lose to four of the worst five teams in the ACC. They're losing by 13, now 15, to Boston College with less than 20 seconds left to go. (laughs) So I'm ready for the first round. And maybe we won't even be a one seed in the NIT. We might be a two seed in the NIT. You might absolutely dominate it from pillar to post by Bowman, Robinson, and Chapman. 
who combined for 63 of the 82 points scored by the Boston College Eagles. All they did was hit three-pointer after three-pointer after three-pointer, and Boston College just stinks out loud. And Syracuse will have lost to Boston College, Georgia Tech, Wake Forest, and Notre Dame. Of the six worst teams in the ACC, not counting Syracuse, they've lost to four of them. They lost to four of those five worst teams. Only team they beat was Pitt, who hasn't beaten anybody. Oh, for the ACC. 85-70, your final. Boston College with the win. You saw some Ricky behind the back passing from the big man for Boston College. Uh, Sparse crowd in attendance because, well, they knew what was going on. They they knew that the run had come to an end for Jim Boeheim's squad. Boeheim now going to be asked about the Sean Miller meeting scheduled for tomorrow (laughs) because they're looking ahead. Hey, you got one more game. Could could run through the ACC tournament. Could Can't finish 69th. Win a Can't bunch of it. games. Can't do it. Could hope that the NCAA, you know, rules all these teams are ineligible and then Syracuse can get in. All these 20 teams from the report last Friday, why not? You're going back to the retroactive league. I mean, uh, you're going to play this tournament some five years from now. I'm going to. I'm going to. Wheels look. of justice churn pretty slowly. <laughs> Uh, as we get through the NCAA. We may have a lot of names. We may have a lot of speculation, rumor, conjecture. But as of now, we've got no decisions, no future uh, breakdown for this NCAA bracket that would indicate that any of these teams will be declared ineligible in time for your team to be eligible. Remember when we did the scandal-free bracketology, yeah. they raced all the way up to an eight seed. We did, Yeah, they did. Well, hey, when you knock out 20-some-odd teams, you know, we'll get it. That was there. a lot of fun. Yeah, that was a lot. Of, and that, that could a, be where it's at. Yeah. But this bubble, like nobody besides St. Bonaventure wins. Like all these teams, like the first four out, last four in, everybody keeps losing. Nobody keeps winning. But you can't, I mean, look, it was Syracuse, we're just done. We're just done. And it's a whole season. And now it's the NIT. It's going to be one game and maybe we'll win and then we'll lose and we'll go home and that'll be it. One shining moment. Ty, Ty is battle, though. You got to. Yeah. At least extol the That'd virtues nice. of his sure. play. 29 points. Yeah, he's great. 5 of 10 from three-point range. Won't be around after this year for the turnaround next year. What are you going to be so angry? I'm just saying he won't be in What are you going to do the whole thing? Oh, we got the best recruiting <laughs> class. We do have his best That's what Bayheim's ever yeah. come up with. We do have a great and class. And given his statements last week, a <laughs> lot of people going to be looking for anybody in the concentric circles. <laughs> uh, but you mentioned the big story of the night in college basketball. The Arizona Board of Regents has called a special meeting for tomorrow afternoon to receive legal advice and discuss the Arizona basketball program and the contract of Sean Miller. Sean Miller, who, of course, has not coached his team since Friday's publication of an ESPN report that ties him to a conversation heard in an FBI wiretap discussing a $100,000 payment to his current freshman star, DeAndre Ayton. Um, Right now, we know that no decision will be made for Sean Miller on Thursday. This is simply a fact-finding meeting, and any action would come at a later time. They didn't do any fact-finding over the last five days? Listen, let's just all get together. Let's just all talk about this. We'll order lunch. You know, we'll get Togo's, or, you know, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll head over to Quiznos, or whatever it is. I'll get some lunch, and let's just talk about this situation. 
It's it's like we're you know let's just talk about it. like we're doing long range planning like a business says hey we're gonna have a big long range planning meeting on Thursday in the big conference room we're gonna have lunch catered and we're gonna figure things out we're gonna make decisions no 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 we're gonna have meet we're gonna kick around some ideas they're gonna meet and talk about legal options where we're going this Sean Miller story is so incredibly embarrassing and here's the thing if he was innocent. And there's been some stories on the internet. Maybe ESPN's report is outside the lines. I uh, see what I did there. Uh-huh. And maybe, maybe they're not as accurate. If Sean Miller, I will be vindicated. If Sean Miller really didn't do anything wrong, and the FBI does not have him on tape discussing a hundred thousand dollar payment to Aiton, he is still coaching. He has not stepped away. He is still coaching. Just like everybody else in the NCAA is saying, well, you know what? You got us on for these guys. We're going to keep playing them, and we're going to keep going, and, and we're going to keep acting like everything is fine, and, and, and we're caught up in, in a system and a, and a story that really we shouldn't be caught up in. Yes, the FBI has blown it for all 20 schools. None of us have cheated. They've blown it on every single occasion. But the only school that's taken an action so far has been Arizona, and it's been Sean Miller saying, I'm not going to coach. I will be vindicated, though. Yeah, if he really didn't do anything wrong, he'd still be coaching. It's pretty simple. He'd still be coaching. They wouldn't be going through this. It would be, we're innocent, and this is where we're going on. L- look at schools that have the the guts to have. Look at Michigan State. Everything going on with Tom Izzo, all the sexual assault stories and reports, and he's in the middle of this with his star player, Miles Bridges, still time. And, yep, nope, we're going forward. Well, they going paid their $40. They moved on. Everybody. Coach K, you had a big guy. Is he going to be able to play on Saturday? Nope, nope, we're all good here. I'm showing you paperwork, and we're moving forward. He's coming back to play Saturday. Everybody else is doing it. Everybody else. But only Arizona has decided, ah, we're going to let our coach sit out. It's okay. Well, that's what you learn going forward is that that's your strategy. If you're not going to, you know, go and, and unfurl all the, the paperwork and, and let everybody see the, the exposed data that you've come up with and it's just out of the Yahoo report, why not keep playing, right? Regardless of source going forward, you're going to play because whatever they find, you're going to be ineligible, quote unquote, anyway. Right, and they'll vacate wins, titles, everything else, and, and move things around. And we all chuckle at that because then they take back some very small percentage of the dollars and cents. Right, when we're we're going through these processes. So, uh, Lyndon Rose, the Aiton family attorney, Paul V. Kelly, former U.S. attorney, uh, assistant U.S. attorney, hired to handle matters with the FBI and U.S. Department of Justice, said Aiton never accepted money from any source that they couldn't pick Dawkins out of a lineup. Christian Dawkins, the man at the center of this and the one whom was uh, allegedly on these wiretapped. Yeah, but keep keep going. They say they say he never accepted money and they couldn't pick Dawkins out of a lineup. We don't know who the guy is, but get 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 to the best part. Hey, will you talk about us talk about it with us under oath? No. No. No, no, no. No, under oath. No, no. I don't know who this guy is. Can't pick him out of a no, no. Hey, will you, will you come and testify? Oh, no, I'm not going to do that. No, 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 I'm not. Under oath, no, 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 I'm not, I'm not going to do that. Hey, come on. Kelly says really? they, they did not speak with the FBI or NCAA <laughs> officials under oath. And no, so, no, no. So no, the no, Board no. of Regents will have this meeting, and they'll they'll have lunch, and they'll talk about the multi-year. And, and really, part of it is the how much money does Sean Miller get if he's let go? Well, you know, because you got to parse through the legalese see, of this as well. This is, is he getting five million? Is he getting ten million? I, you know, I'm gonna, he's got twelve million left on the deal. 
I'm What's gonna, it take to make this go away? I'm going to go West Wing for you uh, and, and, and give you a line from West Wing because a situation like this is where you want as arbitrary language as possible. If Sean Miller does get fired, he makes $2.5 million a year right now. If he's fired without cause, he gets over $5 million in severance. But it's unclear what he would get f- if he gets fired with cause due to vague language in his current contract. Early, yeah, but early if, reports had that at $10.2 million what, of the what 12 left. What if we left. really have a reason to fire you? Oh, well, then you give me $10 million. Who's writing this contract <laughs> up? It's usually the other way around. Yeah. If we fire you without cause, it's $10 million. But what about with cause? Oh, that's a couple million. No, in, in this in this case, it's, uh, you know, if we fire you without cause, $5 million. What about with cause? Like if you have a really good reason, like if I get caught cheating or scandals or something else. Oh, well, then we're going to pay you more. Oh, I'll sign right there. Who signs a contract like that? I really want to see. Who makes that go through? I want to see how those clauses are written out. What's what is- a- What's enumerated? I mean, I've seen baseball contracts. There's 15 pages of things you can't do, and they're all listed individually, line by line. I want to know what cause, quote unquote, in Sean Miller's contract Arizona, reads. I mean, you got I mean, do people who actually go to school and 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 get jobs there. Your lawyer has one job. Everything good in this uh, uh, contract? Yep. Anything going to come back to bite us in the ass if uh, something happens with Sean Miller? Nope, nope, we're all good. Like if we got to fire the guy, we got to pay him extra money? Nope, 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 we're all good. You didn't read the contract, did you? Nope, nope, but I, I'm sure what's going to happen? Come on, it's Sean Miller. Is he going to get caught in a scandal? I skimmed it. Come it's all on. standard legal. Nah, it's all boilerplate. We've done a hundred of these. This contract is great. I mean, really. I mean, that's that's crazy. Every contract has stuff in it that if you don't go over it right, you're going to wind up getting screwed. You know, there's a contract that was put in front of me. This is about four years ago. Hi. <laughs> it was no, no, no. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't yours. It wasn't not yours. It, yes, I had the final approval <laughs> yes, on my permit. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't here. It wasn't here. Is what I'm saying. And it was here's a contract, and you know they said I'd strictly you know boilerplate. Here's the stuff. Have your agent look at it and all this stuff. And it's okay. And I go through, and you know I don't know a lot of the language, but I go through the contract because mm-hmm. it's my contract. So I go to my agent, I go, all right, I, you know, I see this and this and this, and okay, all right, great. And he goes back, he goes through, he goes, whoa, we got to have a big change on page two. I go, why? He goes, well, because this language right here, yeah, that basically means they can cancel this contract at any time. I'm like, why would that be there? I thought they wanted me to work. No, no, no. He says, it's not anything against you. It's everybody tries to, you know, many companies try to put this in their contracts just because it's a loophole for them to get out of it if they have to. Oh, but you sign a deal that said this. So if something really bad happens, they can let you out of it. It's pretty standard that that's what people do. And then if your agent catches it, and then they take it out right away. It's never They never fight with you on it. But there's always, there's always something in there. Sure. Hey, we're going to slide. If we want to get ready and not pay you, we can do it if we want to. And, and that's, you know, that could be solvency for the company. It could be anything. And, but you have to go through it because there's always stuff like that in there. Who did not go through this and say, oh, you know, the vague language is okay. The vague la- if we got to fire the guy, eh, the fact it's vague, yeah, that's fine. Put it in. Well, I mean, there was a clause in yours that you obviously missed. You're required to bring me a horse meat sandwich Oof. every night. I... And you've been pretty lax. I've oh, let it go this no. far. <laughs> it's time that we have to start enforcing these And the loser goes in the fire. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show. Oh, by the way. I think this is the longest. I don't want to jinx anything, but I think this is the longest Alex Teichert has gone without playing a drop in his entire career with us. 
I mean, it's been it's been nine or t- it's been it's been <laughs> ten minutes, and he has not played. No Tebow, no horse meat sandwich, no loser goes in the fire. No, hi, this is Morgan Freeman. No, no, no. <laughs> this is Wilfred Brimley. I'm going to talk to you about diabetes. No, none of that. He's been he's been slacking. Not a sound for the last ten minutes. What, you know what's how going proud on? I am that you just became a moving soundboard what? for me just now. That's that's my premise on the show. That was performance show. art. I right feel there. great to know I've been doing my part. No, Tebow. I'm very very excited. Yes, I'm so excited. Yes. Oh, what about the? I love it. Oh, I love I love it. I love my Lord and Savior. I mean, none of those. We had none of those. Yeah, I was making space for uh, more sound, so I just let you do the wordsmithing for us. I was playing Minecraft, and I ha! was fighting an Ender Dragon, so I wanted to make sure that I had that done. Twitter at how about a fresco? Horses, yes. Yeah, People like to bet horses, and they hear you eat the one that loses. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the loser goes on the fire. Now, we, we have big, oh, uh, big developments at Staples Center. Mm-hmm. We're currently researching and making sure we can get the audio, but some very important things happened in this Houston Los Angeles Clippers game uh, as Chris Paul returns to Staples Center. Uh, right now, the score is 39 16. Yes. Houston Scoring up by over the, Clippers the Clippers was not what, what I was talking about. Uh, we got a highlight. Let's hear a highlight. Go ahead. Three, two, one, zero. Boston College, 85. Uh, that, that one you played. That one you played. Oh, that was a good rope yeah, thanks. Uh, You're welcome. Yeah, thanks, tight shirt jerk. 40-16, uh, to 16, the Rockets beat the Clippers. We'll have that little bit of a nugget for you coming up next, as well as so many big stories from the NFL out of the combine today. We're going to attack as many as possible as we spin the wheel of NFL stories. Stick with us. It's coming up next right here, Fox Sports Radio. Nothing new under the sun. I mean, we all, you guys seen blue chips? We're going to the NIT. We're going to play Minnesota in the NIT. Three, two, one, zero. Boston College, 85, Syracuse, 70. That was an outstanding effort. Stone Cold! Made the mistake of calling him out for not having a lot of drops in the first uh, go-round here, Smith. For not having a lot of drops. Uh, hey, that's what's uh, going on here. <laughs> why do you Why do you get into that Italian accent? I didn't go into an no Italian reason. accent. Hey, what, you got to have a lot of that. Uh, you kind of uh, did. You kind of had a lot of that. Uh, yeah, you know, you kind of had a lot of that. Uh, <laughs> not like that, but. Consciously, I had no knowledge of such a thing. Fettuccine, Tommy Lasorda. Do I get to start just speaking in tongues like you try to with great regularity? That's not a lot of look. I had look. We had people at trivia giving giving my name for a Michael Caine answer last night. You paid that guy off. Michael Caine speaks through, and then we watched a Michael Caine movie. We did. Hey, we got uh, John Wick 2 coming up in How about, about an hour. Very excited. Yeah, so we'll be excited. breaking that yes. down scene by scene as Jason and Mike go to the I'm movie. Very, very excited I, I, I need a night it. with less sports in it after Syracuse loses. Psychologically, it was a little bit difficult to watch it. Yeah. Because Gavin was in here. T-shirt was, was finishing up Look. his work with JT and Looney, and he kept looking in here concerned. Robert Gary at one point goes, you're not handling this well. No. So there there was a little bit of concern here in the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. I'm not going to lie. But here's the thing. It's not, ju- it's not about, okay, Syracuse losing. We're going to the NIT. This was the season. So for my, for my year, for my college basketball year, it came down to tonight. Syracuse had to win to stay in the mix to go to the tournament. It came down, had to beat a bad Boston College team to make s- Saturday – worthwhile in a game against Clemson. 
and they lost by 15. And my season is over. So tonight, I've watched, of the four teams that mean the most to me, I've watched one of their seasons end. So, you know, usually I don't, you know, with, with the Jets, they do it on a Sunday. You know, with the Mets, sometimes it's just a, a gradual thing. You know, Syracuse football, I watch it. That's on a Saturday. But here tonight on the air, I watch my season, my college basketball season, come to an end. <laughs> the loser goes on the fire. So with that and in they, mind. It was pretty entertaining for us, by the way. That's why I'm glad John Wick 2 is going to be on. Because I'm going to do John Wick 2 moves on all of you, my bulletproof suit, coming up later on in the show. How about that? Bring the heat, tough yeah, guys. Make sure the video cameras roll. Oh, I could John Wick 2. Hey, we'll just we'll say the suit is bulletproof. Please don't say I'll John Wick you. I mean, well, that's. I will John Wick you into oblivion. No, we don't need, if we just say the suit is bulletproof, no, we don't need to build special effects. We just say it's a bulletproof suit. It's awesome. There is so much big news. From the Combine today in the National Football League, not really involving the players we're going to start seeing evaluated, but big stories involving big players in the league, and there's so many of them. The best way to get to them, we're going to spin the NFL Wheel of Topics. Oh, Rob one of our Guerra, favorite bits returns. Rob Guerra has all the topics. We're going to spin the wheel. And whatever the ubiquitous it, music plays. Whatever it lands on, that's the topic we'll do for a couple of minutes. How does that sound? Sounds wonderful. Bum, 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 bum. All right, Rob Garrett, can we give that big wheel a spin? It sounds like the, the, the spinner from Life when you're playing Life. Ooh, oh, my nice. Well, what do you know, gentlemen? The first topic lands on John Gruden. No, oh, oh, what a great. surprise. Welcome Raiders head coach. Now, during his press conference. Wait, wait, before we start, uh, what, what team do you root for? The Raiders. Okay. All right, go sorry. ahead. All right, go ahead. This is not a coincidence, let me tell you. <laughs> At the NFL Combine on Wednesday, John Gruden says... He's expecting a lot out of Marshawn Lynch next season. Take a listen. Looking at the film and the game that I broadcast on Christmas night, there's no question. He's still a beast uh, that's hard to bring down. One of the reasons I'm excited to be with the Raiders is to join forces with Lynch. Uh, but we'll see what happens. Obviously, we got to take a look at the entire roster. I'm counting on him. I'm counting him on him being a big part of our football team. Last year was a disaster for the Raiders. It wasn't quite the disaster because of Marshawn Lynch, but it was a disaster for the Raiders. They were rudderless. They had no leadership. And Marshawn Lynch showed his true colors when he decided to go out and back up Marcus Peters, who got in a fight with his own teammates. Didn't back up his quarterback. Didn't back up Derek Carr. So you're wondering, is something up between Marshawn Lynch and Derek Carr? Because Derek Carr clearly is a guy you should protect. He's got the big contract. He's who you live or die with. And Marshawn Lynch decided, I'm going to go, and I'm going to back up Marcus Peters. You go into this season, and the Raiders have no more leaders, this is going to get even more divisive and uglier. Because Marshawn Lynch was a fun story when he was with the Seahawks because the Seahawks are full of a lot of leaders. They had a lot of great leaders on defense that could say, we got this, Marshawn, you go be you and be funny and colorful and eat your Skittles and, sh- and, and say funny things and don't be interviewed and everything will be great. But when you have a lot of leaders, it's fine. The Raiders have no leaders. So now Marshawn Lynch just looks like a guy who is now causing a lot of disruptiveness and divisiveness. That's what this season's going to be with him in Oakland. 4.3 yards per carry. You had the drops from Crabtree. You had the issues on the offensive line. Highly paid, underperforming offensive line. Derek Carr clearly not back to 100%. One of the things with Lynch, and you bring him in, part of the, the thought process was bring him in, hometown guy, and it's a little bit of the, pardon the pun, Vegas misdirection, is that you keep people excited. That's their guy while we await 
the inevitable move to Las Vegas. Well, now you got John Gruden, mm-hmm. who's on that marquee and had names and big flashing lights. He's talking about forget analytics. Let's go to Smash Mouth football. Let's get a fullback back in here. And he's trying to turn back the clock, which I know Robert Guerra is wringing his hands and saying, as much as I liked watching Smash Mouth football, and let us, I didn't, uh, let Derek Carr push the ball down the field. Marshawn Lynch at this point is is just a guy. He's not he's not a beast mode is gone. You, everything's evolved. Everything's changed. And you can move on from that. All right, spin the wheel again. Well, I was going to spin oh, the wait, wheel. Wait, wait, oh, we're not going to spin know, the wheel I'm again? I'm a Raider fan, so I want to oh. go back-to-back, belly-to-belly with John Gruden topics here. <laughs> Let's go! Got to get out of my system now. Oh, well, okay. Gentlemen, then. when Gruden got hired, many questioned whether or not he'd be able to adjust, like uh, Mike said, to the new NFL game. He's been out of coaching for 10 years. Well, John Gruden has a message to all the haters. Take a listen. Are you talking about the analytics, the GPS, all the modern technology? Man, I'm trying to throw the game back to 1998. There's a stack of analytical data or data, however you want to say that word, that people don't even know how to read it. So I'm, I'm not going to rely on GPSs and, and all the modern technology. I will certainly have some people that are professional that can help me from that regard. But I still think doing things the old-fashioned way is a good way. And when I'm 4-12, and 12, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to understand what happened to me. Look, I get it. Every coach has their own standard and has their own way of doing things. Gruden was a guy I wasn't that scared of because, you know, look, he's been current up with the game for the last few years, analyzing, doing his quarterback camps. But I hear something like that, and I go, he's clearly not ready for the NFL. He's not ready for the modern-day player who he thinks is going to blindly just follow him, which they don't anymore. They're not doing it in New England anymore. They're not going to do it for him. And when you need to be even more pass happy than he was back in 1998, and that's not that's not something, if I'm a Raiders fan, I'm scared out of my mind hearing John Gruden say, I'm going to go back to 1998. I mean, I like 19. I was a lot younger. The Jets were in the AFC Championship game. I loved, I loved 1998. We should have won that game too. But, you know, I, I, if I'm a Raider fan, I'm going, oh my God, he really said that be a long season. Well, again, you you hope it's bluster. You just hope it's saying, look, I won before and this is how I played and coached and this is how, how everything flowed through and we did just fine, so I'm going to apply my old standards. Now, I, I'd have to believe they've got enough people in the building to at least help advise in the process, and if they realize after many camps, the draft and once we get into full OTAs that it's not working, and particularly the first few games of the regular season, that I'd like to think he's smart enough to adapt and adjust and work on the flies, but uh, on the fly, but we will see uh, if it's just the bravado and bluster of John Gruden and he goes down with what worked all those years ago. All right, let's get one more. Non-Raiders this time, Rob Guerra. Non-Raiders. Well, I am spinning the wheel here. I'm sure, the there wheel. may be more. What do you know? It lands on the... New York Jets, oh, in an boy. effort to uh, carve out a little extra money to make a run at Tim Tebow this offseason. <laughs> the Jets have cut Pro Bowl defensive lineman Mo Wilkerson just two years into a five-year, $86 million deal. What the hell's going on? All right, first of all, don't call him Pro Bowl Mo Wilkerson. It's been two years because he's been terrible. When they signed him, I remember vividly saying, this is a bad move. Because he's a guy that all he wanted was to get paid. That's all he wanted. And since they paid him, he's been terrible. All reports of the Jets say people around the team think he lost his passion for playing. Because he got paid. 
This was an awful contract. They are right to cut him. He's never going to get paid again, and I'm glad they did. Oh, it's Mo Wilkinson, Mo Wilkinson. No, you had to get rid of the guy because he was awful. He's the guy. As soon as I said they're going to regret that because all he wants to do is get paid. Look, I was excited when it happened because I thought, okay, maybe he'll wind up being great and they're keeping a good player. But I said I am scared out of my mind of that because he's a guy that could be one of those, you pay me and you're never going to see me again. Counts just $6 million against the salary cap now, and that frees up $11 million in cap space because we all love talking about salary cap because you're going to have like $100 million to spend now. Jason Smith, we'll send you in the And we'll the give it all money. to Kirk Cousins. It'll be like guys' all grocery games before it's all said and done. <laughs> 44 and a half sacks uh, from what? 28 and a half from 2013 to 2015. Wilkerson, Harrison, Sheldon Richardson, uh, they're all gone. Uh, all, all those the guys that once are all upon gone. a time. It's just Big Cat, the only one left. Were beasts and everything you wanted because you had a, oh, shark's teeth, right? That one guy goes down, the next guy flies up. Now that that's moved on. You've moved into a new world order with your New York Jets. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon live from the Geico Studios. Coming up in one minute, we'll keep spinning the wheel for all of the big stories from the NFL Combine. We got Eli, we got the Cowboys, we got a lot of big stuff. But right now, when I think big stuff, I always think of the nickname Tom Looney told me he had when he was six years old. That's right. In kindergarten when they called him Big Stuff. That's right, Dallas. I'll drop my pants right here. (laughs) Uh, They're toasting the Musketeers tonight in Cincinnati. Just a matter of seconds now before the Musketeers can be crowned Big East champions. There it is, 84-74. Xavier Musketeers win their first Big East championship title. The win over Providence. Joe Sunderman with the call. Musketeers Radio Network Big Ten Tournament. Held at Madison Square Garden. Now, it's going on now, actually, this week. Uh, they're doing it a week early since the Garden's busy next week with the Big East Tournament. First game featured Iowa knocking out the Fighting Illini, 96-87. And uh, the other game was Rutgers and Minnesota. Scarlet Knights won it, 65-54. To the NBA we go. Oh, uh, blowout alert. Blowout alert. Rockets. In front of the Clippers, 56 35, 128 left in the second quarter. Houston's won 13 in a row. If you remember last time, this game was played at Staples Center. Big fight, big brouhaha after the game. And we, we found out about the secret catacombs in the bowels of Staples Center. Warriors have won 8 of 9. Golden State powdered and wigged Washington, 109, 101. KD at 32. Memphis has lost 11 games in a row. I'm so sorry. It's okay, Kobe. Grizzlies lost to the Suns tonight. Uh, if you need more NBA scores, you can just check out foxsports.com. And now more of your favorite hits from the 70s, 80s, and 90s with Jason Smith and Mike Harmon on Fox Sports Radio. Thanks, Tom Looney. We're in the Z Morning Zoo. <laughs> Looney! Thank you, Mr. Looney. Sure. Fox Sports Radio, live from the Geico Studios, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. If you think a train will stop if it sees you on the tracks, you're right. It will about a mile after it hits you. Stop, because trains can't. Just one more quick thing before we get on and spin the wheel again. You need more jets? No, I, one thing. I guarantee you. You know, I always think of, remember the old show, Gong Show? Oh, yeah. It was absolutely. on TV. All right. It was a game show in which people got to come on and do novelty acts. And if the judges didn't like it, they would hit a big gong, and that meant they were off the well, show. You know, it's back, right? Right, right. I but mean, they, they did bring it back. not seen it. You know, if one of the judges didn't like it, they would grab the gong, and they would hit the gong. And sometimes people were so bad 
that they would fight over who got to grab the gong to <laughs> knock that person out. I have a feeling that's what the Jets front office was like today. Over, hey, who wants to call Mo Wilkerson and tell him he's been cut? Gimme, gimme, I want to do it. No, I want to do it. And they were fighting each other over who got to make that phone call. He completely gave up after he got paid. Completely gave up. So hateful. Just because he got just, $20 million just a year. Real. I'm just being real. You only got two years of it. It's okay. Being real. I'm being real. And if you're trying to blame all of the Jets' woes on him, you're really short-sighted and really put blinders on today, for all of the warts no, no, no. and problems of your team. Today, I can blame the woes on him because it's his day. Somebody tomorrow may be somebody else. But you got else. $11 million of cap space. It's good. Back. It's good. But I'm not going to get the last two years of losing back, am I? Am I? Not getting that. The losing makes you stronger. The loser goes in the fire. Yeah, you ate well, right? <laughs> the loser goes in the fire. All right, let's keep spinning the NFL story wheel. All the big stories from the Combine today. Rob Guerra, what does that one land on? Oh, what do you know it lands on? The Dallas Cowboys. Yes! Specifically, <gasps> Des Bryant, number 88. Now, he's owed $12.5 million in salary next season, but the Cowboys appear unwilling to throw that kind of money at a guy who has... We'll say seen his skills slip a little bit over the last few seasons. Take a listen. There are a lot of decisions we have to make with our team. Your 2018 team will be different than 2017. And we have some guys who are out of contract. We have some guys who have different kinds of contracts that you have to discuss every year. So we haven't had specific conversations about any of those guys yet. You know, I, I want to say two things. Number one, it's always enjoyable to have our takes and then see them pop up in social media or on other shows the next day, the next week, sometimes a year after. And this is one of those times. It makes me realize we're doing things right. I'm not bitter. You know, everybody's got to live with themselves and look in the mirror and go, okay, you know, I just took that take and that's what it is. And now, a year after we told you how bad Des Bryant has been, it's like everybody is discovering, oh, you know, Des Bryant really is not very good. Des Bryant has stunk for the last three years. He's been a jag. He's just a guy. He's been bad since 2000. Well, since ever that, since the no catch? Ever since the no catch, Des Bryant has been a jag. He's not it's a like th- sliding doors. His life would have been so much different. <laughs> wow, sliding doors. There's reference. your random movie nice. of the night. You can't expect the Spanish Inquisition. Welcome to the party. Welcome to the Des Bryant stinks party because he stinks. Just because he's passionate and demands the football, people think he's great, doesn't mean he's good. He's been a jag for three years. The Cowboys would be more than happy to get rid of him to go someplace else, but nobody's going to pay him because he's a jag. Oh, but he's intense. and he, Oh, that's great. Don't confuse that with being good because that's not Des Bryant. You're three years removed from a big season. Played nine games in 2015, 31 catches. 2016, back to 16 yards per catch, eight touchdowns, but 50 catches in 13 games. Now, some of that as we get through the evolution of where the quarterback position's been in Dallas as well. 2017, 69 catches on 133 targets. Think about that for operational efficiency. It fails at every point. 12.1 yards per carry down to six touchdowns. And when we're talking about Landry, whether he goes to the Bears or he gets franchise tag or Allen Robinson, he's just not in the same class. He's, he's not quite to Anquan Bolden possession receiver status yet, but he's getting there. He had, and even when he was at his best, he would have games where I caught two passes for 12 yards. How does Des Bryant catch two passes for 12 yards in a game? He's a jag. Well, that's the hard part is the aggregate for those years. Those three monster years were always really good. And then you go to the game, the game log, and you you could look at three monster performances in primetime spots or 
Thanksgiving Day games, and it added up quickly. All right, let's spin the wheel again. Oh, gentlemen, looks like we're going to be sticking in the uh, NFC East because it's landing on the New York Giants. Yes. Now, guys, towards the end of last season, the Giants appeared dead set on cutting ties with Eli Manning. You know, they had that Geno Smith experiment. Hey, and he it, thinks the world is flat. Oh, by the way. And it looked like they were going to be set on drafting his successor with a number two overall pick. Uh, not so fast, my friend. Take a listen. If someone makes me an offer I can't refuse, would I move back? It depends upon who's there. If there's a guy worthy of being the second pick of a draft, if we answer the, that question to the affirmative, you're drafting what you think is going to be a Hall of Fame player. Okay, so you can't get too cute about the whole thing. All right. If you love Eli Manning and you don't love the quarterbacks, okay. I get it. I think it's kind of funny that Eli Manning went from we're going to allow him to be benched because he's at the end to suddenly now he's got three or four years of football left on him. I also get Shermer's philosophy is I can gain an extra year if Eli stinks and I get a free year of sucking because then I get to start over with my new quarterback a year from now. So there's all of that going into it. But don't be stupid and trade the number two pick. You know what you do at number two? You take Saquon Barkley. You, you, have no, you have no running game. Absolutely none. You're, you're getting a guy that is clearly could be the next Adrian Peterson. Could be the next, could be Leonard Fournette. Look how good Le- the Jaguars were in the AFC title game this year because they drafted Leonard Fournette early in the first round. At number two, don't get cute and do the whole, oh, we're going to slide back and get a lot of draft picks. No, Saquon Barkley is worth taking at number two. He is that good. You take that guy at number two. Well, and you look at the way their team was structured. You, you had so many losses due to injury this past year. That's not to say that Eli Manning was brilliant, but you watched wide receiver and after wide receiver head to the locker room and to the training table like it's a conga line. You had a bad running game. You had a suspect offensive line. You had a head coach that none of them trusted or wanted anything to do with. So you've changed everything inside the building. You bring in Barkley, assuming the Browns don't pull the trigger on him at number one, saying, hey, at number four, we still get one of those three quarterbacks on the back end that you, you have your running game and the defense stays healthy because the defense was still fairly strong, except much like it was in Chicago, you weren't getting enough support, which meant your tongues were dragging in the fourth quarter, and that's where the boat racing began. Here, you set yourself up for a nice revival fairly quickly if you add that part. Eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox Twitter, at How About a Fresca Twitter. At How About a Fresca, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. So there we go. We're going to continue to spin the NFL story wheel the entire night tonight. we got big stories on Rob Gronkowski. we got other quarterback news. Keep it right here. Everything you need to know as we start ramping up for NFL 2018. But coming up next, a big story out of the NBA, and I am shocked that this is the story we're talking about. What is it? Find out next on Fox. Three, two, one, zero. Boston College, 85, Syracuse, 70. That was an outstanding effort. TJ, Jason Smith is filled with spite. He got his orange crushed. TJ. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. If you think a train will stop if it sees your car on the tracks, you're right, it will about a mile after it hits you. So stop, because trains can't. Uh, We'll spin the NFL topic wheel 
coming up in 10 minutes. So many big topics from the NFL Combine today. we got to get through as many as we can. All good stuff so far. So far we've had the Raiders and the Cowboys and the Giants. You know, we've covered a lot of stuff. And I was the Jets too. Salty. One of the sites had the, hey, how smart are you kind of thing. Here's some of the questions that mm-hmm. they'd ask in, in the Wonderlick test. Yeah. And it was a 10, 10 parts they had. I got nine of them right. The 10th, I want to argue that I got it right. But since they had some bad formatting in their HTML. Ah, the old bad formatting in the HTML. No, it, was, it was really terribly written. <laughs> To where it didn't line up properly, commas and, do you, and line like, do you think if you get ten out of ten, you're going to wind up playing in the NFL? No, I just you think the Bears will draft you, buddy. You know, just like when I listen to Bob Dylan, I want to feel <laughs> <Yeah>. smarter. <laughs> you know, just really quick before we get to this crazy story out of, out of the NBA, when the Jets signed Jason Smith, the the offensive tackle, right? Yep. And the Jets signed him, and I put on Facebook, "Hey, oh, my dream has come true. I'm I'm finally going to be a Jet." Now, at this point, I was 40, what was I, 42? You know, 42. Mm-hmm. And everybody saw, you know, funny story. And a girl that I dated in college, that I was friends with on Facebook, congratulated me, asked me when I was going to go play for the team, all these things. She really thought it was happening. She really thought, oh, yeah, I made it on the Jets somehow. <laughs> I knew he was always going to make it. <laughs> like I was Vince Papali, except, you know, it just took me a little bit longer. Flowing mane like thought, Mark Wahlberg. My wife says, you dated her? I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. She thought I was made it to the Jets at 42 years old. You'd be uh, an example for everyone, and you'd be the subject be. of a Disney film in oh, no time they'd, flat. Oh, they'd make a movie out of me. In That'd be so fast. fast. Whoa, 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 whoa. Not a Robbie oh, Anderson sorry. movie. I'm sorry. Not a Robbie Anderson well, he movie. He was kind of extrapolating the, the groupie status that you were just telling us about. Today... NBA Commissioner Adam Silver reminded all 30 NBA teams that tanking, quote, has no place in our game in a memo that he sent, well, Did you get the memo? A strongly worded (laughs) memo that he sent to all the teams to explain the league's $600,000 fine of Mark Cuban, who said, hey, losing would be better off for us. The memo was obtained by USA Today Sports. Adam Silver delineates how important it is for teams to be able to rebuild their rosters and how losing is not something that the NBA looks at and losing on purpose looks at fondly and explains that, hey, even though it's a strategy, we're still trying to win every single game. Respect the sanctity of the game, Jason Smith. This is why Adam Silver sucks. Because (laughs) when tanking comes up, it's, oh, here's a $600,000 fine. Here's a memo to all the teams. Tanking has no place in our game. And I, he even says, and I talked to Mark Cuban about this. He told me his point. He said they're not trying to lose games. Tanking, he's all over and is on. Oh, we can't tank it. I'm going to write a memo. But allowing Mark Cuban to continue to run the Mavericks after he admitted fostering a not safe workplace environment for women by keeping on people who committed violent crimes violent reports of crimes against women stuff that was documented that was hey this is what happened and he decided to keep it a not safe work environment that he's not touching and he, I'm, I'm talking to mark cuban i'm not going to touch that but the tanking yeah we can't do that he's allowing mark cuban who is basically was fostering a not safe environment and sexual harassment towards women 
He's allowing him to do that. And now Adam Silver looks like he's a sexual harassment enabler because he has not stepped in and had any kind of sack or any kind of guts to stand up and say, Mark Cuban, you can't run the team while we look at this. You admitted keeping a guy around who committed crimes against women because you thought, well, we don't want him to go someplace else. You chose making it not safe for your employees. You can't run the team, but that's something he doesn't want to touch. Important for the NBA to have transparency of everything going on in the investigation of the Dallas Mavericks. And we've had a week. There hasn't been an update. Tanking, easier to go after because oh. you're seeing more and more teams putting out their tweets and being part of it. We spin the NFL Wheel of Topics coming up next on Fox. Fox Sports Radio, hour two of the program. The Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Live from the Geico Studios, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance. For more information, please visit geico.com. Before we spin the NFL wheel of topics, um, I'm pretty sure there's going to be a fight in the NBA at some point tonight. Good. Houston leads the Clippers 67-47 midway through the third quarter. James Harden pulled off a move on Wesley Johnson that they have to fight now. James Harden... (laughs) had the ball on the wing, Wesley Johnson guarding him, and James Harden did a dribble between the legs, stop, go forward, step back, and Wesley Johnson just fell backwards completely on his ass. Harden stood there for about three seconds. I was waiting for him to measure if the wind was blowing inside Staples Center. He stands there for three seconds all by himself, and then finally, one of the Clippers rushes at him, and he puts up a three, and it goes. They have to fight, and you can't. You can't not fight James Harden after he does a move like that on you. Can't. It's got to be a fight. They certainly haven't put up much of a fight on the court. No. 69-47 here midway through the third period. The big thing in this game, though, is that long, long ago, Steve Ballmer talked about his love of the t-shirt cannon and then he wanted to shoot hot dogs in the crowd yes tonight we play that bite all the time i want to have a gun blow hot dogs into the stands tonight that came to fruition with the hot dog cannon shooting hot dogs into the crowd and then he was defeated at the end of the first quarter during that break in a hot dog eating contest by champion joey chestnut you know here's the thing Watching the video, I mean, it shows you dreams do come true when, when, when you're worth $20 billion. You Did you see the smile like, on his face? Yeah. Like, he could have anything he wants in the world. He was happy as could be. Like, I my team sucks. I mean, we got blown okay. out in the first quarter, but it's okay. I got a hot dog. I guarantee you after the game is over, an empty arena, he's going to be shooting hot dogs into the stands and to, for to, just to nobody, trying to hit seats. No, there might be. Yeah, but that's <laughs> it. He might have a couple of guys come down as they start betting. On whether he can hit a specific seat. I, I got 100. Nah, he's going to short it. <laughs> Honestly, I thought it would be more of a shoulder holster thing. I thought that would be, but the hot dog cannon, it was like a cannon. It was well, maybe a big he had, thing. Yeah, but maybe he has a, a shoulder injury. He didn't want the... Mount it, let it go. Well, yeah. I thought that would be yeah. a, like, like it would come out of a, a guitar case. But now this was pageantry, rolling that in, uh. the unveil. Dreams do come true. I love it. If you're worth that kind of money and you want to blow hot dogs into the stands, it only takes a year and a half to come up with a hot dog cannon to be able to do it. Well, it's a good move during a a game where, A, you're getting boat raced (laughs) and all the attention is on Chris Paul. Congratulations, Steve Ballmer. You win the night. 877-99 on Fox. 
Uh, you can download the podcast. The best of tonight's show goes up right after the show is over. It goes up on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, FoxSportsRadio.com. You can use the iHeartRadio app. You can listen to the whole show, parts of it, whatever you want. iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, FoxSportsRadio.com, iHeartRadio app. Listen to the whole show, parts of it, whatever you want. Rate us, give us five stars. We'll love you forever and ever and ever. Maybe you want to listen to our spinning the NFL wheel of topics tonight. So many topics from the NFL out of the combine in the last few hours. Just in the last hour on the show, we we had two Raiders topics, big mm-hmm. ones we talked about, Gruden and Marshawn Lynch and the Cowboys and Des Bryant and the Giants and Eli Manning and wanting to trade the number 2 overall pick and the Jets cutting Mo Wilkerson. So many big things to get to. So why don't we spin the wheel again? Oh, bring it back. We don't know what it's going to land on. Producer Rob Guerra has all the topics in front of him. Might be another Raider time. Wait, wait, wait. That, that, was a, that, was, that was in between. Spin it again. There we go. All right. Got another one here. And it's the Dallas Cowboys once again. How about time, that? It's not about Des Bryant. Not about Tony Romo. It's about Ezekiel Elliott. Now, Zeke had some trouble keeping his nose clean the past few months. But don't expect the Cowboys to employ any uh, Zeke rules in 2018. Take a listen. I wouldn't say we monitor him any closer. I mean, you can only do so much. These are grown men. A lot of confidence that uh, Zeke's learned a lot. Because if he has and he changes his behavior and he's able to, you know, stay on the field, we all know he'd be one of the greatest to ever play the game. Uh, that was Steven. Uh, uh. I, Wait, when does he go full Jerry? Is it here, another 10 years? Here's the thing. I uh, uh, They had told me to go to this room for a meeting, and uh, I went in, and then they locked the door behind me, and I came out and heard that Steven said that. I'd like to say that we have very special rules in place for Ezekiel Elliott. Look, the reason the Cowboys said this, see through this, why wouldn't they say something about Ezekiel Elliott? Because they've enabled Des Bryant for the last few years. Not that they have the same type of issues, but Des Bryant's a guy, look, he couldn't go to a mall without getting into a fight with somebody. And they created Des Bryant rules, and look where they're at right now. They'd love to get out of that contract. They'd love to get rid of that contract and get rid of Des Bryant, but they kept him around, they enabled him, they realized that's not working out. The same thing for Ezekiel Elliott. Their philosophy is, we're not paying him a lot of money. He's on his rookie contract. If he straightens up and flies right, we have a great player. If not, we can move on from him, and it's not going to cost us. We have a great offensive line. Somebody else can run the football. We're not going to be that team that continues to go through and have horrible publicity and PR because Ezekiel Elliott is dragging our names through the mud. We just went through 10 months of a suspension. Is he going to play? Is he not? Are we fighting it? Are we not? They know that he either has to do it himself or they can easily move on from him. If he has another big deal... Like what went on with with in in the last year with the whole domestic violence situation, he's got something else embarrassing. The Cowboys, say, sorry, you're done. I mean, I know it sounds crazy, but they will say you're done, and we'll move on from you because you're a knucklehead. Well, I'm going to be be frank here. Uh, the fact of the matter is, I don't buy it for a minute that there's not special consideration for Ezekiel Elliott by the Cowboys. They may not have a guy parked outside his house to go and tail him as he goes somewhere. But I have to believe that there's still a level of attention that he gets. Why? With star power comes 
different rules than you would for the rest of your team. And we saw in games he wasn't available. Things don't go quite so well. That balance is lost in that Dallas offense real quickly. So to try to get back on top after a disastrous 2017, remember they had changed out a bunch of the offensive line. You may or may have not have heard that <laughs> uttered by me 9,000 times before the season even began. The fact is that you, you fortify that. You need Ezekiel Elliott on the field, and I still think that he's going to get the attention. They're just trying to downplay it now as, as they roll into the draft season. This this last year was just so bad for him. Mm-hmm. And they realize when he's out, he was special when he was in there. But they can get somebody else. You know, it may not be, well, we'll take somebody off our roster, whether it's McFadden who retired or Alfred Morris, but we can get another guy to come in there and run the football. I'm, I'm pretty confident. that I, they, they wouldn't say this if they, if they weren't trying to send a message to Ezekiel Elliott. Oh, no, they're trying to send a message. I'm still saying that behind the scenes, there's some staffer in the office. He may not be designated babysitter. That may not be on his job title and responsibility, but that there's still check-ins with Ezekiel Elliott. How are we doing this week? What's going on? What are your plans? Are you traveling? <laughs> How's your off-season conditioning coming? All of that is still perhaps going on speed dial two or three times more frequently than his uh, less heralded and less, uh, well, I don't know the proper word. Less in <laughs> guys who have been in less trouble than Ezekiel. Less troubled. More innocent. More innocent. Sure, sure. We'll go with that. All right, let's spin the wheel. Oh, thank God, we were this close to having another Cowboys topic. Oh boy, to Zach Martin. I didn't want to do that. <laughs> uh, all right, now thought on the Patriots. Now, gentlemen, after contemplating retirement, looks like Rob Gronkowski. Going to be back with the Patriots in 2018, but got to be noted here, gentlemen, he'll be coming back with an eye on the future. Take a listen. What I am told, though, is he took several weeks off to kind of let loose and put football in the back of his mind and really kind of set himself free after football. Uh, he did ponder retirement. He did discuss potentially moving to another venue, WWE for once, uh, maybe Hollywood, but the belief now is those things will come after his football career, the belief now, Mike, is that Gronkowski will continue his football career with the Patriots. I know it was a difficult year physically for him, and certainly he's been through a lot. But right now, I have not talked to one person who believes Rob Gronkowski will retire. The expectation is he's back in a Patriots uniform in 2018. NFL Network's Ian Rappaport. Don't hang up, don't hang up, don't hang up. Uh, on the call right there <laughs> for Rob Gronkowski. Uh, number one. There's also reports, we saw an ESPN, uh, not ESPN Boston, Comcast report that they really have to change the culture and have a big clear the air meeting because Gronk wasn't happy. He almost stepped away during training camp last year. Number one, Bill Belichick eventually is going to lose control of the Patriots because even though he has the best resume of any coach that you will ever see in sports, his my way or the highway, the Lane Johnson, I don't see Patriots players having fun. That's this story right here. Because even though you're winning, the more guys you lose that will tell you, hey, stay, Belichick knows what's going on, you want to come here and stay. Guys want to play football, they want to have fun, they don't want to be robots. And that's really what the Patriots are. And it was good for a while, but now you have a new generation of players coming that's like, you know what? No, I'd rather play someplace else. I'm not down with that. I'm not down with always being told what to do and not being able to talk and be myself. 
and I want to move on. Rob Gronkowski is tired of it. All right, you know Tom Brady is tired of it. Many other players, Malcolm Butler is tired of it. That will be more prevalent as the next couple of years go on, which is why Belichick surely is going to retire sometime in the next one or two years. Josh McDaniels will be the head coach because you know that was the promise that was made because he will lose the team. He will lose those guys because players coming in now, as much as they can be sold in the Patriot way, look, we win Super Bowls. Is it How much worth it is it if we're really not enjoying myself? My football career is supposed to be fun, and this is not fun. Well, when you look at Gronkowski, obviously other pursuits. Other, he's already got the Nickelodeon show and other things that he's been part of showing up at the WWE events in the past. Cruises. So, yes, the, the sex cruise, cruises. All, well, allegedly. There's no sex. I'm assuming there were some on the boat, but the, the fact of the matter is you've got a guy with varied interests, and we've had him many times during seasons talking about Things within the locker room, ah, they don't want us to talk about that. Or how injured are you? Ah, that's not something we discuss. You can tell he's more than willing to give you what you need for your column and and what have you, but plays by the rules. Uh, I liked his tweet from uh, February 24th. Foresee your own future. Control your own temptations. And your destiny will not just be reached. It will just be starting. (laughs) I'm I'm waiting for Vic the Brick, our buddy here at AM570 LA Sports, to to bang the gong off that one. No, it's it's like like you just watched uh, uh, one of the Lord of the Rings movies. No, it's pretty good. He also (laughs) tweeted out earlier today, hashtag clueless, in response to the reports about his retirement. So still things up in the air, but for the Patriots, uh, an era of uncertainty has certainly begun. We'll continue to spin the NFL topics wheel. Trust me, Bill Belichick will lose control of the Patriots sometime soon it's already happening twitter at how about a fresca that's twitter at how about a fresca the jason smith show with mike Harmon live from the geico studios we'll spin the nfl topic wheel again yes coming up in 15 minutes but straight ahead a guest i've been waiting to talk to all day long as we have more big nfl news coming your way next on fox When you're hiring, you don't want to waste time sorting through dozens of irrelevant resumes. You want an efficient way to get to a short list of qualified candidates. That's why you need Indeed.com. Post a job in minutes. Set up screener questions based on your job requirements. Then, zero in on qualified candidates using an intuitive online dashboard. Discover why 3 million businesses use Indeed for hiring. Post a job today at Indeed.com slash hire. That's Indeed.com slash hire. Search for greatness. Search. Indeed. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. If you think a train will stop if it sees your car on the tracks, it will about a mile after it hits you. So stop because trains can't. We are getting set for NFL Combine Overload. Yes! Everybody in Indianapolis this week eating at Steak and Shake, St. Elmo's. Taking Wonderlick tests. We have a big day of NFL news that we're going to continue to get through the entire show tonight. Joining us now on the hotline to break it all down, no one better. Fox Sports 1 analyst, co-host of Hill and Salam Sundays, 5 to 8 Eastern, right here at Fox Sports Radio. 13 years in the NFL. Ephraim Salam, what's happening, bud? What's happening? Dude, well, hello, Peter. What's hey, happening? Peter. What's <laughs> happening? Uh, you know, we're putting covers on those TPS reports on Sunday. Yeah, did you get the memo? We're going to send you another copy, okay? <laughs> nice. <laughs> and so it begins. All right, e, uh, let, let, let's, let's kick things off here. 
Here's the NFL right. Combine. What what was the strangest thing that happened to you when you went through it? Um, for the West Coast guys, it's the time difference. So I flew in that first night, and we went immediately to the doctors. So we go to the hospital. If you've ever had like a injury or something, they'll take an X-ray. So you get to the hospital, and it's like everybody just we just lined up in the hall, right? So we're like, oh, okay, we just like most of the guys are sitting on the floor, sitting on carts, wheelchairs, just hanging out. And then you go through that whole process where you take however many x-rays. They were, like, I broke my wrist in high school, my sophomore year. I, we need to look at the wrist. I'm like, okay. <laughs> you know, so anything, if you've ever, like, a hangnail or something like that, they got too far down on the cuticle, they want to look at your finger, make sure it's not defected, make sure you can put a glove on. So it, uh, That and then coming back and meeting and talking to coaches and, and, and stuff like that, and I remember getting up to my my room about one thirty, and I was like, "Man, I'm so exhausted. I'm tired." And then I get a call: "Hey, you got a drug test downstairs at four uh, thirty. It was five 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 o'clock. So be there at four thirty. So I'm like, "Okay, well, that's three hours of sleep that I'm gonna get." <laughs> but you got to remember that four thirty on the East Coast is one thirty for me. So I I literally was up the whole time. Like I, I mean and I went from the drug test to more meetings with doctors to the Wanderlick test to the field on two and a half, three hours of sleep. And I was like, this is out of control. And then after that, you got to talk to the coach. You got to make the rounds. You talk to all of the coaches. I remember I was exhausted. I was just like, I don't even know. But I, I guess they put you under that type of stress to see if you can handle it. You know, see if you're going to go crazy and be like, stop talking to me or, or whatever. <laughs> you're not trying to but secure it, it, a post. <laughs> it, 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 just, it, it was just so unnecessary. To me, it was so unnecessary. And you literally felt like, cattle because you'll be standing in line when you're going up to do this to, to weigh yourself and your height and you'll just be all like standing there just like <laughs> the next person up take your shirt look i swear to god you take your shirt off they put you on the scale uh you just up there in like some biker shorts or something like that they weigh you they do your height they announce it to the room and everybody's got the little clamors it's just like oh yeah <laughs> and it was just it was so real i'm like it's like we're being auctioned off. You know what I mean? Everybody looking at the stock, they come up and poke you and like, oh, this is a strong one. Well, look at his back. And I, it, it's just, it's just crazy, man. Like, seriously, I was like, this is, now I don't know what it's like now. You know, that was back in 98, 20 years ago. Um, God, man, I'm old. But it was just, it, it was, it just it felt like it was, all of it was just unnecessary. You know what I mean? Like, there's got to be a better way to do that. Well, it just seems that the way they get you started with all of that. Maybe they're just figuring that you're too exhausted to lie to them and make things up in the interviews. <laughs> that you're going to answer everything honestly. It may not make any sense because of the sleep deprivation, but you know they're not lying. It, it just, I mean, it was just, it's just weird. You know what I mean? But now they got all kinds of technology. They're monitoring your heart rates and all kinds of stuff. Back then, we were in some old 
beat up cotton shirts and you know some old bicycle shorts. Uh, now they got all kinds of state of the art stuff. Ever since Under Armour took over the wardrobe and all of that, you know, it, it's just it's a lot. It's a lot to go through, and I get it. You know, this is the first time teams, all the teams, get to see all of the players that they want to see at one time and ask them whatever they want to ask them. So I understand the importance of it, but, I mean, it's got to be something better than the way they do it or the way they did it. Maybe it is better. I don't know. Who knows? Well, the gear has gotten better. I mean, back when you came in, it was still nice to be wearing champion gear. Hey, I got yeah, that champion T-shirt, man. I think we were in some Apex. Apex. Like I don't there know. you go. You remember Apex? <laughs> Nicely done. And you have your throwback starter jacket from the 90s, right? With you the know what I mean? Front. Good Lord. Apex. You know what? I'm, 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 she's going to hate that I say this. My wife still wears an Apex Michigan jacket. She's oh, got an Lord. Apex Michigan jacket from like. But if it still looks, but if, does it look okay? Yeah, yeah, it still looks fine. What's the difference? It looks throwbacky now. Throwbacky, right? Everything's throwback-y. coming back, so you know everything's coming back. So I guess it's, if you keep it long enough, it'll be back in style. <laughs> Fox Sports Radio, Jason Smith Show with Mike Garman coming to you from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios on the hotline with us, teammate of ours here on Fox Sports Radio. Here on Sundays, 5 to 8 Eastern with Mike Hill. It's Hill and Salam. It's Ephraim Salam at Ephraim Salam, 13-year NFL veteran. Find him on Twitter at Ephraim Salam. So when we get through this process and there's all these other stories swirling around, you know, how much do you hear of the chatter as you're lining up for your next event as to what scouts and and teams are, are remarking, or is that pretty much you guys are in, you do your job, and, and it's a, you know, echo chamber, I guess, on the outside? Yeah, you really just focus in on trying to do the best you can. You know what I mean? Like, if you start worrying about what they're talking about and you know, who they're looking at, you'll drive yourself crazy because you, you, you won't ever get a definite answer. So in your mind, you're just like, okay, I've been training. Like, all of the guys coming out of college who were – been invited to this combine they've been training since the last football snap they took with their teams so this is when it all pays off and guys have went different directions with different agents and some have trained them perfectly some have overtrained and some have undertrained so it's you know that's always interesting to see is you know which programs and then they you know those agents they they gauge you know their pre-draft readiness and stuff like that by how their guys do. It's all a science now. So it, the, 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 the effort and the money put into these kids to be ready for the combine is tremendous. I can't wait to see how it works out for Lamar Jackson because he's got his mom as his advisor. At, at the, I, 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 I want to see how that goes with his mom talking to all kinds of teams and answering questions. Well, look, don't nobody know you like your mama know you, so why, why, why not? You know what? I'm all for it. Or do you put your, your your livelihood in the hands of somebody who just wants something for you, from you, not for you? Like his mama wants something for him. An agent wants something from you, and that's the difference. Yeah, but an agent has also done it before and has relationships with teams yeah, and but can at help this you point, take you through that. At, at, at this point, you know, the guys are so educated in the process that – you really could represent yourself or have somebody represent you like agents are agents because we make, we give them the power. So what if you took the power away from the agent, right? So if 
think about it like this. If Jimmy Garoppolo didn't have an agent, right, and he was looked at the numbers of quarterbacks or, you know, the worst and what he was able to do, do you think he can negotiate a great deal for himself? Yeah, well, the sure Jets were more than willing to oh, come over well, the top come and on, pay him a the lot Jets, of money. They would have given him anything. They would have given him anything. Anything. They would. They were ready to. Hey, what do you want? I got a daughter. Are you married? You know. I mean, so at, at a certain point, and especially coming out of college, everything is. You know, with the with the scale now, everything is faded. You know exactly what you're going to get. Um, that's what was so weird about. Uh, when Bosa was holding out, it was just like, uh, okay. I mean, hey, offset I, language, I he from like eighty-five percent of his money up front or something like that. And they were just like, oh, we don't do that. Like, no. You, you know what I mean? You can't like, blame him for trying. As good a player, as good a player as he he turned out to be. I mean, he lost a lot of time doing that. You know what I mean? The money was mm-hmm. going to come, especially for somebody with that type of talent. So don't worry about that. Don't get caught up on that. Just go, especially for young players, just go to camp, man, and, and get it in because you want to be ready to go, especially if you're a high-round draft pick. You want to be ready to go when the season starts. You don't want to be trying to catch up. Follow on Twitter, at Ephraim Salam. That's at Ephraim Salam. You can hear him right here on Fox Sports Radio. Co-host of Hill and Salam Sundays, 5 to 8 Eastern. Ephraim is always, buddy. Appreciate it, my friend. We'll talk. No problem. See you from great stuff for me. Look, I I have a story that will fly in the face of having your mom be your agent. We got that coming up in a minute. We'll spin the NFL topics wheel. But first, let's find out what's trending with Mr. Tom Looney. Mr. Looney. Okay, guys, I've got nattering nabobs of NBA numbers, a gaggle of games tonight. And I'll take a deep breath and read you all the scores. But it won't sound like I'm reading, of course, because I am a broadcast professional. No jingle necessary. Plays one game still in progress under the moonlight in La La Land with the Rockets in front of the L.A. Clippers. 90-77, nine minutes left in the game. Houston's won 13 in a row. Warriors have won uh, four straight and eight of nine. Golden State powdered and wigged Washington tonight, 109-101. Kevin Durant had 32. Memphis has lost 11 in a row. I'm so sorry. It's okay, Kobe. Grizzlies lost to the Suns tonight. Your other finals, Raptors voodoo boogalooed the Magic, 117-104. Celtics honked the Hornets, 134-106. Hawks AMC'd the Pacers, 107-102. Pistons out, checked the Bucks, 110-87. Pelicans shine the Spurs, 121-116. Thunder rattled the Mavericks, 111-110. And now in the spirit of the NFL Combine. I present you with two combine heroes who make all the right throws. Day one starters. Two high-character guys with tremendous upside and untapped potential. Jason Smith and Mike Harmon on Fox Sports Radio. Oh, from a late-round sleeper who's turned into an all-pro, oh, Mr. Thank you Tom so much. Looney. Yeah, but he's a high-motor guy. That's right. He I am. High motor. And I got a lot of wiggle. Right. <laughs> thank you, Tom. We're- uh, we're live from the Geico Studios called 1-800-947-AUTO. Find out how much you could save on auto insurance. Now, before we spin the wheel again for NFL topics from the Combine today, now, Ephraim just told the story about, hey, your mom knows you. She's getting stuff for you. She's one an agent wants something from you. Anytime I hear a story like that, I go to the story that Marcellus Wiley told me once about his negotiation when he was a free agent with the charge. Marcellus Wiley, who hosts Sports Nation now, great dude. Once gave me a Joe Namath jersey. Really? Because he knew I was a Jets fan. Great, great dude. I love Marcellus. 
He Did said, he steal it off Joe Namath's back for you? I don't know. No, he said he was a Jersey guy, and he liked buying jerseys. He's like, I got too many of well, them. He brought go. it in for me. Pretty sweet. Um, he says when he became a free agent, he was one of the, he was the most sought after defensive lineman on the market. And you know, free agency hits. This is back when you know this is you know ten, fifteen years ago when guys were signing and getting you know getting paid right away. More like ten years ago when guys were signing and they were hey, in the first couple hours of free agency, guys would sign. And he said, my agent called me and he said, I got you, Chargers, three years and twenty million. And I was like, oh my god, it's more money I've ever seen in my life. He said, yes, give it to me. I'll sign. I'll go in and sign it right now. He goes. We're not going to sign it. He goes, what do, you, what do you mean we're not going to sign it? We're not going to sign 3 and 20, but what do you mean we're not going to sign it? I'm going to sign He goes, give me some time. Give me some time. We're not going to sign it. But I want to be a charger. I want to stay. I want to do it. Just give me time. So I said to my agent, I, I, I said, okay, and hung up, and I'm telling my family all this, and, and they're telling me, let him do his thing. It's why he's your agent. It's why he's your agent. So I went, and I was mad, and I almost called the Chargers directly to say, hey, give me that three-year, $20 million deal. I see the money going out the window. He goes, and then three hours later, my agent called and says, okay, let, let, we're going to sign now. He goes, all right. And he goes, six years and $40 million. <laughs> And Marcella said, no, oh, I'm so glad I didn't stay for three years and $20 million. So – just wait a little bit. Let your agent do it. Yes, he's doing stuff for him, but he's not going to succeed unless he succeeds for you. It's not like an agent does stuff and he sucks the life out of you. Yes, an agent wants to help himself, but an agent doesn't help himself unless he helps you. So whenever I feel like, oh, an agent, I don't trust somebody, you find an agent you trust and they're going to do good things for you. Well, the numbers that you, you broke out is average value of his salary was still the same per year. And unless he, he got just a bunch got of that more money, guaranteed, money. More guaranteed well, yeah. money, then it all works. Yeah, he but saw the end of that but contract. But otherwise, you're sitting there going, all right, after three years, could have been back in free agency. And if you were still dominating, well, you know, you spin the wheel. Oh, but that was his last big contract. Sure. That was his last big so contract. Okay, now, now I got this and I got that. In, sure. And it's all about the guaranteed money. It was way that, more. And That's you know, all it is now you anyway, just, You right? just have to do that. Every time we see one of these contracts and people's heads start spinning like they're in The Exorcist. Yeah, they do. You have to pause and say, let it shake out, and let someone actually report what the guaranteed portion of these large numbers is. Uh, We're going to spin the NFL topic wheel coming up in a few minutes again. Like I said, so many big topics today coming out of the combine in the NFL, uh, whether it was the Giants or the Cowboys or the Jets or the Patriots and Gronkowski. But this one really quick, because someone's looking for a new job. This broke in the last couple hours. Farewell to Frank Gore. The Colts will wave goodbye to Frank Gore after a three-year run with the team in which they're going to move on, get younger at the position. Gore's going to be 35 years old. He ran for 3,000 yards in his three years with the Indianapolis Colts. Didn't bring him to a Super Bowl, but still, you look at Frank Gore and you realize he's someone that for years – Everybody has said the same thing. Ah, he's going to fall off a cliff this year. Ah, this is the year he falls off a cliff. Ah, this is the year he falls off a cliff. Ah, this is the year. Frank Gore, since his second year in the NFL, has gone 1,700, 1,100, 1,000, 1,100, 900, 1,200, 1,200, 1,100, 1,100, 1,000, 1,000, 960. I mean, this is, this is how consistently good this guy has been. He's run for over 14,000 yards, 77 touchdowns. You don't realize this, but this is a guy that on this first ballot is going into the NFL Hall of Fame. Well, well just think about it. Two of his last three seasons, 
in this career, and we're talking about when the he's 32, with the 33, and 34 years old. But he missed 1,000-yard seasons by 33 yards and 39 yards in two of those three years with the Colts. Otherwise, you're looking at a run uh, of 1,000-yard seasons spanning 12 years. I mean, just when we look at running backs, I know the eye-popping numbers of Walter Payton, talk about Jim Brown, you look at what Barry Sanders and Emmett Smith did, and then always in that next category, you get into the jaunty hat-wearing Curtis Martin. That's very much what you have here. Not dominant, but a guy that you could rely on to give you 20 carries a game, and if you could try to salt off uh, it's, you know, the, the clock and get to a victory formation, he was always a guy that you, you love to have on board. Unfortunately, the, the Colts, with all the injuries to the O-line and Andrew Luck, didn't get him to that next big year in his final run with Indianapolis. And here's the other thing. For a guy who's going to be 35, just think about this for a second, because Curtis Martin's a great comparison. Curtis is a little more dynamic uh, you know, with the Jets, a little more of, of, of a weapon. Not that Frank Gore wasn't, but Curtis is a little bit more dynamic, and you will not say bad things about Curtis Martin. No, no, no. You, you're still holding his hand. Frank Gore, I'm still shaking had, his hand yeah, from well, two years ago. In your mind, you're still holding his hand and, and shaking his hand saying, hi, it's good to meet you. Frank Gore played in all 16 games every season from 2011 through last year. 16 in 2011, 16 in 2012, 16 in 2013, 16 in 2014, all 16 with the Colts in 2015, 2016, 2017. For a guy who's 34, going to be 35, and someone's going to sign him. It's not like he's fallen off a cliff. Someone's going to sign him to be that first and second down guy if they have some kind of need. He will continue to play because he's still producing at 35 years old. 3.7 yards a carry this past season, averaging 60 yards a game, not catching the ball necessarily as much as he used to. They wanted to use Marlon Mack to do a little bit more of that, but as we know, the Colts season was one to just write off. He couldn't try Marlon Mack fumbled. He, he, yeah. he, he, had, he wouldn't uh, run the right uh, – he didn't have his assignments always right. They had a tough time really giving him the football. Well, rookie running backs, that's always yep. the fear. Yep. And one of the questions whenever I got to attend rookie premier uh, opportunities here in Los Angeles, that was always the first question. How much time are you spending in front of a mirror practicing your footwork? Because unless you can pick up a blitz and do a little bit of that, you're not seeing the field. Eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox Twitter at How About a Fresca, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend Mike Harmon. Coming up next, so much big news out of the NFL Combine. We'll spin the NFL topics wheel. What'll we get to? Find out next. Finally got that hot dog cannon shooting hot dogs out of the stands. That's pretty cool, isn't it? I know you like that. You wanted that for a long time. Hey, let me out! Let me out! I got Chris Paul in the trunk. You want him back? Ah, can't have him. Ah, we're beating you guys by like 50. Good luck with that eight spot. We'll see you in the first round. Hit me back. This is Stan. P.S. Don't get that hot dog gun jammed either. Yeah, the hot dog cannon makes its debut tonight. Who knew, huh? Steve really? Palmer, dreams do it. come true. Under cover of night has that. And then the end of the first quarter. Hot dog eating contest against Joey Chestnut. You're going to lose that. Clearly, he knew You're he was going to lose that, but had fun with it, shooting some prizes into the crowd. And really, that's been the only highlight for the Clippers tonight I'm is they're getting blowing beaten. hot dogs in the stands. I want to have a gun, blow hot dogs into the stands. But, but you know what? That's a great example. 
All right, here's a guy who's made billions upon billions of dollars. Right, his bank account, he's got Brinks trucks at the ready anytime he wants to go buy anything in this world. Anything he'd ever wanted. Doesn't doesn't want for anything. Has built his business, bought the Clippers more or less as a toy, and yet he's still giddy as hell. Yeah. That he can have a hot dog cannon. That's not. We yeah. should all aspire to that it's, kind it's, of it's level of thinking. Things. That, that yeah, it's simple it's things. The simple things that right. bring you a smile, put a little warmth in your heart, and uh, maybe you could catch a hot dog in your mouth the next Clipper game. I don't know. With all the big news in the NFL coming out of the combine today, we're trying to cover it all for you here on the show. The best way to do it is to spin the NFL topic wheel. Yes. Our producer, Rob Guerra, has all the topics in front of him. Whatever the wheel lands on, we get to for a couple of minutes. Let's spin the wheel again, shall we? Oh, it's a Smith Harmon Daily Double. Whoa. Now, guys, usually you got to pay extra for something like this. Now, I don't know if you know, but former Bear and former Jet star Matt Forte is retiring after 10 seasons in the NFL. Say it ain't so. Your thoughts, gentlemen. Matt Forte, he would be the number one pick in the NFL draft if he came out now. When you think about the career he had being a dual threat and was generally healthy throughout his career, he was a leader. He's a guy, if you knew the kind of career he was going to have, you would say, number one, pick, not a quarterback, anything else. I am taking him number one overall. He is exactly what teams wanted. Really just always wish he was better near the goal line. Remember yeah. all those failed attempts? Yeah. Here's Marion Barber. Yeah. What do he do? He runs out of bound and extends the <laughs> lifeline of Tim Tebow. Still bitter about that. Then they bring in Chester Taylor. He was done. Uh, but you look at a guy <laughs> 14,000 total Matt yards. Forte, this is not bitter Bears memories. It's Matt Forte. Ah, he had a good the run. Bears. 75 good career run. touchdowns, yes. 14,000 plus career yards, dual threat, looking at, what, 550 receptions for his career. Fantastic career for, for Forte. And he'll go in, and we were talking about from Frank Gore a little bit earlier. You look at Forte as a bit better of a receiver, but from a health standpoint, you Frank Gore bests him there. But nice ten year run though. Oh. Awesome decade for Matt Forte retiring. And if he goes in the Hall of Fame, he'll go in as a jet. Right now in my mind's eye though, <laughs> I've got Marion Barber running out of bounds instead of okay, letting the clock you, you run. Gotta, you gotta give that no, up. No, no, if, if you, you can if you can up, you know Come get on. all angry and, on, and moody on, and stomp man. around the studio because Syracuse got boat raced by Come Boston on, College. I, that's one of the worst memories in recent <laughs> recent history. Why? Because the legend of Tebow who couldn't hit the broad side of a barn continued on that day. I love it. All right, let's spin the wheel again. Tim Tebow up late with us tonight. Hi, Tim. He's usually I'm in so bed excited. by now. I know, Tim. Take it easy. Oh, this one doesn't even have a team. It's just an NFL logo. <laughs> uh, and that's because it's comeback season, gentlemen. Johnny Manziel's trying really, really, really hard to stay in the public eye. Now he's saying on Twitter that he's willing to play for free if it means he gets back in football. Like teams were going to give him money. Oh, you know what? We got to go get Johnny Manziel. Here, here's two years and what? Well, what's the going rate? We gave Mike Glennon, who just got cut, 18 Here, take $28 million a year. There's no takers for Johnny Manziel. 
I can't believe he let another year go by and didn't sign with the CFL. It's what he's going to have to do because it's going to come and go and nobody's going to sign him because he's been out of football for too long. He's got to go someplace where he can play. The place that's interested is the CFL. You may not want to go there, but it's what you have to do. He's got to go there, so go there. So go there and play this summer into the fall and someone you may have to play there for two years. Or three years. Doug Flutie played there for a decade, came back and finished with the Bills, had a pretty good end to his career. You may have to go there for three years and show, hey, I can do it, and someone decides, you know what, I can build my team around Johnny Manziel and give him a chance. But go to the CFL. They're the only ones who are going to take you. I've been down and out for too long. Nothing but positivity on this end. I like the spirit. I like that he's getting himself in the right frame of mind. But if you did a search in the Twitter machine of Johnny Manziel, the third item that appears is a TMZ photo of the thong that his girlfriend is wearing. And that becomes the bigger story, I think, in terms of the media. Because Johnny Manziel still needs needs to go play football. Okay. You can't come back cold after a couple of years. And I mean, how much are we talking about quarterbacks who've succeeded yeah. and who have done things and that we're are not talking that we about don't your know girlfriend's whether, thongs. Right. No. And we don't know whether they're gonna get jobs to quarterback. But Johnny Manziel, zero guaranteed money. Playing for free, it's still a bad proposition. And and still not not knowing what kind of thong he would wear. This is true. You know, I mean, I like how you went there and mentioned. We want to know. Last night you mentioned Emmanuel in space, yep. and now you're at you know Johnny Manziel's girlfriend's thong. Well, you when you say. search for Johnny Manziel, that's one of the first responses. I I, I believe you. But now I got to go look and see that you're telling me the truth. Yeah, go do that investigatory work. Coming up next, we got a big story from the NBA, Fox. Fox Sports Radio, final hour of the show. Jason, Mike, live from the Geico Studios, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance. For more information, visit geico.com. Now, I am looking to see the end of the Rockets win over the Clippers. Waiting to see if there's some kind of fight, because there has to be a fight. Feel like there should be a fight, at least a little bit of a uh, slap fight, as we often see in the NBA. One hundred five ninety two, the Rockets beat the Clippers. Not surprising. James Harden twenty five points, seven assists, and one of the biggest, most disrespectful move you will see in the NBA. They even put a timer on it. They've gone back through it in this game. James Harden dribbled down, Wesley Johnson guarding him, and Harden did a couple of crossover dribbles, step back, kind of pushed Wesley Johnson with his forearm a little bit, and Wesley Johnson went flying. James Harden stood behind the three-point line for almost three seconds with nobody on him, seeing if Wesley Johnson's going to make a run at him, and then he hoisted up a three and hit it. I mean, it was like almost three full seconds that he waited. John Stewart's at the game. He's a big Clipper fan. He's like, oh, my God, this is so embarrassing. It it may be the most embarrassing play of the season. I mean, I I don't know. I mean, there's been a lot of posterization dunks. There's there's nothing more embarrassing than that. Well, I like that, that you don't have a closeout. You don't have another teammate within the, well, the region to come and, and pick him up. He's already gotten the Jordan meme. Uh, has certainly gone out. Uh, the the video that you saw was John Stewart from a Knicks game. 
Well, I thought was, he was no. at the game. No, they oh, just oh, oh, oh. I thought they, 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 they just did a montage of great responses. Oh, I thought he was at to, the game. No, oh, it was okay. just a res- montage of guys. So now I'm getting fake news. Look, on, you know, when they're showing highlights, <laughs> yes. they're showing fake news. Yes, now. because they ended oh. by showing the the guy whose eyes are all bugging out for something he saw at a WWE event. Oh, I just saw so these were all I saw, famous you know, they, reactions. They're to showing big the play, and I'm watching. I'm going, oh, John Stewart was at the game, and he was. Oh no, no, it's I got fake. I got fake news no, right beca- there. It became a big meme. Oh, okay. All right, that's why I know I got fake news. Okay. I got your back, though. All right, thanks, I got buddy. you covered up so I you don't get, that. get taken in It was Woodwinks. still Wesley Johnson that happened to, right? No, I mean, that, it's not been a good night for no, Syracuse guys. No, that happened. I got to be honest. That it's happened. Not been a good his, night. his ankle was broke. All right. <laughs> Left a little bit of pride on the floor that the, the, the Clippers attendant had to come and wipe up. I mean, there was yeah, a lot going on. That was rough. I mean, that, that took a lot of joy out of Steve Ballmer. Uh, finally getting the hot dog cannon he had pined for for years. Feels sick. And shooting hot dogs into the stands to fans. Yeah, I think that makes up for it, though. Because that's a that's a bucket list thing. You're, you've seen the bucket list, right? You pull Let's out the see. little folded piece of paper, and, and that's something that's been out there for Steve Ballmer for at least, what, a year and a half? Oh, yeah. So he, been, he was able to pull out the, the red felt pen. And, and cross that off. Hot we, dog gun. We've been playing this Steve Ballmer bite for like for 18 months now. I want to have a gun, blow hot dogs into the stands. Right? He was on like Conan O'Brien or something when he said that. Now he's, it's a reality. Yeah, I mean, this that, that goes you, all the way back to December of 2016. It doesn't matter how old you are. If you have the desire and have the dream and have $20 billion and own a basketball team, eventually you will get the hot dog gun you so fiercely desire. And this is a night that Steve Ballmer will never forget because dreams do come true. That was beautiful. That's how it goes, man. That's how it goes. Uh, dreams don't come true for Wesley Johnson, though. Really bad night. It's too soon, bro. Really, really bad Poster, night. I mean, that's going to oh. be a meme forever. <laughs> I mean, and the thing is, is that it was like he was looking around like someone was going to help him up. But it, like. Get your <laughs> yeah, but the the thing is, is that you know this wasn't one of those crossover ankle breaker moves that you see. It was a bunch of crossover moves, but Harden put the put the forearm out, and that helped push Wesley Johnson off balance. But this wasn't a this wasn't a clear cut case of I'm going one way, going this, and suddenly I'm falling down. Yeah, but that wasn't no. a full forearm shiver. No, but to, still, to that, that, that gets you off balance. Oh, no, come bit. on, that you get a that, you get a little bit pushes you off balance. Next, a little thing, bit. next thing you're going to say that was you know Zaza Pachulia fell. Just no. the, I mean that's that's what we're talking about here. It's like Wesley Johnson's ankles gave up on him, and he. Harden might as well have blown him over the way you're describing. Yeah, but I, but it. I that forearm wasn't very strong yeah, but at all. Still, but you're going when you're going side to side a little bit of a forearm that that can knock you over. I'm not making excuses. I'm just saying this wasn't you know no contact. Oh my goodness, I'm falling over. This wasn't Hollywood and Wolfman from Top Gun. He went like this, and we went like this. Hollywood said, "Where would he go?" No, this wasn't that. This was a little bit of physical contact, and then the disrespect of standing there, no one running at him for almost three seconds. And then Harden hits a three. The official clock was two point three seconds, and just because you're trying to pick up for your Syracuse guy. Well, no, when I first no, saw clear, it, clearly listen, there was a lot of contact. When I first saw it, I thought they call an offensive foul because play had stopped. Nobody was. I said, "Wow, that's an offensive." No, foul. he looks so no, dumb. No, no, I'm just going to stop. Then I'm going to wait. Nobody ran. <laughs> Everybody stood there. I think everybody expected a charge now. to be called. Yeah, no, no whistle. No, because he was could, rough. clearly could just fall over himself that like was, that. That was tough. That was. tough. James Harden killed a man tonight. 
Hilda's pride, <laughs> that's for damn sure. And, you know, it's not like I'm a, the biggest. Look, we got to an Elite Eight with Wesley Johnson, but still, we lost to Butler. I mean, we should have won that bleeping game. Still, we were loaded. Still one of your own. Andy Routens. I mean, we had a big okay. team that okay, so year. Okay, so what happened tonight? We only have six guys that we play. And what are you going, Steve Offer? What are we playing? Name that tune? We Steve Offer. Hey, we've changed out eight guys no. since the start. Now you're going to go, ah, oh, we got six guys. We lost to Boston College this year. We've lost to Wake Forest. We've lost to Notre Dame. We've lost to Georgia Tech. We've lost to the four of the five worst teams in the ACC. I just like that you say Notre Dame. Notre Dame. We've lost it real. Four teams that you can combine their ACC records are 23 and 44, and we lost to all of them. This was just a bad year. We have three guys, and that's it. NIT, here you come. Hey, let's hear the James Harden play-by-play. Harden one-on-one here. Yeah, James doubling up the Clippers. Clean up on aisle three. Clean up on aisle three. Someone call someone because there's a clean up on aisle three as a man is down. (laughs) (laughs) Rockets Radio Network. That's pretty good. I like that. Clean up on aisle three. We're going to clean up on aisle three, please. Uh, so there it is. There was the James Harden crossover movie here when Wesley Johnson just absolutely hits the floor. I can't believe there hasn't been a fight. I mean, really, if you're Wesley Johnson, you kind of have to fight. It's like your first night at Fight Club. You have to fight. Well, you can't walk it, away from that. Well, and then when asked about it after the game, tried to you know keep a, a straight face, and then he started cackling like a madman. James Harden <laughs> after asked about that play. And we don't know. I mean, there's still back tunnels, right? We learned that last time. Oh, yeah. There's, could, yeah, there's Chris still Paul ways knows someone they could are. be crawling through the, through the rafters. You know, there's there's lots of ways that this could still escalate. No, Chris Paul could get there. You can tell this is how we get. Well, Blake's not there anymore, so it's okay. I kind of like most of the kinda guys. Kind of diffused everything. Where's yeah. Austin, though? Let, let, where's Austin? <laughs> I want to get Austin. He's still there, right? Open that door. Twitter at How About a Fresca, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon live. From the Geico Studios. If you miss any of the show, as always, you can download the podcast right after the show is over. It goes up about an hour or so from now. Go to iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, FoxSportsRadio.com, the iHeartRadio app, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, FoxSportsRadio.com, iHeartRadio app. Download the best of, listen to the whole show, parts of it, whatever you want. Listen to it, rate us, give us five stars. We'll love you forever and ever and ever. Meanwhile... This story that, really, I can't believe this is where we're at in the NBA. Today it was made public by USA Today Sports, who obtained a memo that Adam Silver wrote to all 30 NBA teams last week about tanking, following the six-figure fine that the league put against Mark Cuban for talking about tanking and how losing is our best option right now so we can remake our team. Adam Silver decided to remind all the teams that tanking, quote, has no place in our game. And we have been careful to distinguish between efforts teams may make to rebuild their rosters and circumstances in which players or coaches on the floor take steps to lose games. He is very upset about tanking. He is very upset about this. But Mark Cuban, who we actually talked to about this, somehow is still running the Dallas Mavericks. This is why Adam Silver sucks. Mark Cuban has admitted to fostering a not-safe work environment for women. He has admitted to employing people who had police reports and instances in which they were violent 
and committed violence towards women. And Mark Cuban admitted, I'm keeping these guys on, specifically Earl Sneed, former Mavs.com beat writer, TV show host. I'm keeping him on because I want to keep an eye on him. If we let him go someplace else, he'll just do it there. So I want to keep an eye on him. He has admitted to fostering a not safe work environment for women. But Adam Silver won't touch this. He sucks. He sucks because of this. I can't believe that Mark Cuban is still running the Mavericks. He's still saying, I'm talking to Mark about the tanking thing. Be a man. Be a man and stand up. Because what Mark Cuban did is he enabled a sexual predator to continue to have a job. So he's enabling sexual harassment. And now Adam Silver is enabling sexual harassment by leaving Mark Cuban in charge of the Mavericks. How he has not stepped in and said, Mark, you got to sit out, man. This is not where hey, we have to take a look and investigate. This is Mark Cuban admitting, yes, I saw the police reports. They bothered me. All of these things. Violence towards women. And still, he kept them on. He said it was my decision. It's a fastball down the middle for Adam Silver. And he still does not want to swing at it. Nope, nope, nope. I'm going to let it go because, God forbid, I get involved in some kind of controversy. I mean it. Have a spine. Adam Silver sucks. He sucks because of this, and until he does something, he's going to suck. Well, I think the Mavericks, at least in the short term, perhaps Adam Silver taking a step back. They have established the hotline where you can have any member of of a team make a report if there's something in the work environment of any of those NBA clubs. They hired Cynthia Marshall, former AT&T executive, as interim CEO, so they've brought in a woman to help in this transition, uh, and at least for the moment, it would appear those were the two principals that have been named. They're both gone, that the the harassment and the abuse allegations, all of that, th- those two members have been excised from the building. So perhaps for Adam Silver, tempering, having to do too swift a move in that regard. Now, you set up the hotline, and it seems a little bit light, you, they're saying they're in overseeing the investigation, closely monitoring. It's one thing, I think, from the league office, they need to be transparent as they can be. If anything starts to flow where we start getting data of how many calls, you know, how many teams, how many different incidents are, are being reported through this hotline that's been established. But the real, the visceral outrage, right, that we always have when stars take a night off, and the tanking word gets the capital T. And we saw the Bulls with their tweet of, here's these veterans you're used to. Now we're going to play the young guys. And they haven't gotten fined, to my knowledge. That was a very blatant, hey, we got to see what we got for next year. So enjoy the rest of this 25-game season. Cuban gets the six hundred grand because of the quotes and, and the venue and talking to Dr. J and everything else. So with fans, the tanking discussion it, that's just fire and brimstone right you can you can talk about that and people get upset and yeah at the mouth. oh sure yeah yeah so so you can keep that one alive mm-hmm. and just keep that here meanwhile you can have the investigation and anything you're learning uh in the background eventually you're going to have to give out details but i believe at least for the moment you've got the the mavericks with the installation of cynthia marshall perhaps adam silver taking his foot off the gas just to let this percolate a little bit and let them see what they uncover. He's got no spine. He has absolutely no spine. Absolutely none. You would do an x-ray of him and you would not find it. You would say, boy, you're an invertebrate. 
Can you slide under doors? Can you and, and slide up? Look at this. I can do because you have no spine, no spine, no backbone. Trying to figure out where that line is with the owners, right? In in terms of has there been an outcry from other owners for his removal? We haven't heard anybody come to the microphone to do any of that either. Twitter at How About a Fresca, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend Mike Harmon. Mike at Swollen Dome. We'll have more basketball coming up later on this hour. The latest on Sean Miller and Whaley here, the crazy thing going on with his situation. But coming up next, because there's so many big stories from the NFL today out of the combine and not just guys getting ready for the draft, but big star players. There's big news. We'll spin the NFL topics wheel and get to as many as we can. That's coming up next right here on Fox. He sounds sexy. Fox Sports Radio. The Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. If you think a train will stop if it sees your car on the tracks, you're right, it will about a mile after it hits you, so stop, because trains can't. Well, as we uh, get to big stories in the National Football League coming out of the NFL Combine, it's crazy, but as we really get into things yesterday, today, tomorrow, Friday... Today's All the Friday. big story. No, no, Bill Belichick, you are off by two days. All the big stories today have come to us courtesy of big star players, not the college kids. You think by now it's okay, here's a big story about Sam Darnold, Josh Allen, Josh Rosen. No, there's plenty of big stories involving big players, Giants, Cowboys, Jets, Patriots. So to try to get to as many stories as we can. We're going to spin the NFL wheel of topics. Rob Guerra has all the topics in front of him. Whatever comes up, that's the story we're going to get to. We'll get to as many as we can. Oh, spin, 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 wheel, spin. <laughs> what are the odds? John Gruden. Oh, right. no. I couldn't see that one coming. What Picks te- was in. Wait, wait, wait. What team do you root for? The Oakland Raiders. All right, go ahead. That's right. Soon to be Vegas Raiders. Yes. Now, gentlemen, I don't know if you remember, but when John Gruden got hired, a lot of people were questioning whether or not he'd be able to adapt to the new NFL. You know, he's been out of coaching for about a decade. And uh, John Gruden's comments on Wednesday didn't really help fight that cause. Take a listen. Are you talking about the analytics, the GPS, all the modern technology? Man, I'm trying to throw the game back to 1998. There's a stack of analytical data or data, however you want to say that word, that people don't even know how to read it. So I'm, I'm not going to rely on GPSs and, and all the modern technology. I will certainly have some people that are professional that can help me from that regard, but I still think doing things the old-fashioned way is a good way. Take that for data. I am now scared out of my mind, if I am a Raiders fan, that the game has passed John Gruden by. Because I never thought about this in the beginning. Look, Gruden was a guy Monday Night Football. He stayed involved in the game. Gruden's quarterback camp. That's awesome. But now it sounds like, really, I want to take the game back to 1998. You know what's good about this, though, Jason? I was reading a report, and we talked about it a little bit off air, uh, of kids having trouble holding pencils. 
and completing assignments because uh-huh. all the technology. Yeah. You don't have that problem in the Oakland locker room. No, okay. Because John Gruden is bringing back the chalkboard. He's bringing it. Forget about iPads. Forget about your GPSs <laughs> and all your technology and stuff. No, you don't need that, that tablet on the sideline. No. Here, we're going to draw stick figures. Scared out of my mind if I'm a Raiders fan. Oh, look at the game. What? Where do you mean the game? Look, it's just passing you by. Because that's what John Gruden sounds like now. Sounds like when Joe Gibbs came out of retirement. Ah, I'm ready to coach. Yeah, the classic coach is back. Being out of the game for even three years, you lose a lot. You think guys are going to suddenly just show up and do what you say because you've been on TV? It's going to be hard, man. And when yeah. I hear this, this scares the crap out of me. But if you're a free agent fullback, you're excited. Yeah. That's if you're true, a guy wanna... that used to be tagged as a fullback and you've been trying to do something, special teams and hybrid, maybe get into a couple of formations and short yardage plays, now you have a role. You have an opportunity for employment in Oakland and potentially a Pro Bowl berth because that's still a position on the Pro Bowl team. <laughs> yeah, true, even though nobody Spot has bonuses. One. I mean, to hear him say things like that, I want to bring the fullback back. I'm excited about Olawale. I'm like, oh, my God, really? You couldn't sa- You sound like you're 75 years old, and I'm just going to go back to how football used to be. I'm going to go back to the formula that worked for me when I was a coach, which was 1999 and 2000. I mean, it's, like I said, three years is a long time. This is He's going to go back 20 years? Look, man, really? I, I like three yards in a cloud of dust. Good luck. I like when the big old hosses on the – offensive line, it's all winning. And that's what we talk about a lot anyway, which when you do that for fantasy analysis, people get mad at you about the uh, complexities of the offensive line and defensive line and getting after it. But here you go, John Gruden uh, for Raider fans. There's your there's your headliner. Good luck. Let's spin the wheel. Oh, here we go. It's a new team, the Washington Redskins. Okay, now, Johnny, right. much to my personal chagrin, the Skins have decided that they will just say no to being Team Petty, and instead they will decide not to franchise Kirk Cousins. Your thoughts? Not being Team Petty, they will go free-falling through the standings in the NFC East. This is the right decision, not because of, for any reason other than you want people to come to the Redskins and think this is a good place to come play. Free agents are all smart. They're watching how, the, and they've seen how this Kirk Cousins situation has played out. And free agents have to say, boy, he was their franchise quarterback, and they still pushed the guy out the door. They couldn't get him out the door fast enough, and they used the heel, boots, multiple feet to get him out the door. If they franchised him, just to screw him to say, we don't want to lose him without getting a, an asset back, a third-round pick, whatever it was. Yeah, you could get an asset back, but free agents would say no thanks. Because if that's how you treat your players, I am not signing there. You have to just you, you made your decision. You didn't want Kirk Cousins, so let him go. Show that you can still be a decent team that cares about their players. Although, look, a lot of damage is done for me. I would never go to the Redskins, but I sure as as damn hellfire wouldn't go to the Redskins if they franchise Kirk Cousins. That's not how you treat people. Well, I think it would have just been funny if they'd gotten into that situation. Hey, it's going to be $34.5 million. Hey, now we'd like to trade Kirk Cousins because we have this deal in place for Alex Smith and have 31 other franchises just flip you the bird and say, good luck with that. You're not you're not getting rid of him, and now you've, you're on the, the hook for, what, $60 million between your two quarterbacks for this year, you, you talk about the negotiating 
the last few years couldn't come past any of the years and, and dollar uh, impasses. And Jay Gruden made it emphatically clear at the end of the season, hey, we're 7-9, and nine. how outstanding could he be? going straight at Cousins. So I really had the popcorn ready. You were waiting for a fight between the Rockets and the Clippers after the James <laughs> Harden-Wesley Johnson play that'll rule the day uh, on the internet memes. But this would have been an even better potential fight if he had to be back in a room with Jay Gruden. Hey, we're ready for the next year. <laughs> hey, remember when you trashed me on the way out? <laughs> Let's spin the wheel again. Okay, this one's a new one. All it is is just a picture of a, of a hand-clapping emoji. I don't, I don't know what that means. Hold on. Oh, it's uh, Jason Garrett says something about maybe most likely I'm leaning against Des Bryant coming back next season because that cap number is just a little too high. Take a listen. There are a lot of decisions we have to make with our team. Your 2018 team will be different than 2017. and We have some guys who are out of contract. We have some guys who have different kinds of contracts that you have to discuss every year. So we haven't had specific conversations about any of those guys yet. First of all, I want to say two things about Des Bryant. Number one, sometimes we provide takes the night before. Sometimes it's two days before, three days. Sometimes it's a year before. Congratulations to everybody and all the hosts who have finally realized that Des Bryant is a jag. He's been a jag for three years. Just because he's passionate and demands the football doesn't mean he's still an elite receiver. He has not been good or reliable enough to be a number one receiver for three years since the catch. Since the catch didn't go his way against the Packers. Des Bryant is a jag, and if you can move on from him, move on from him. I don't know that you're going to get anything for him. I don't know what you think is actually going to happen, what kind of market there is out there for Des Bryant, but if you can move on, move on because he's just not the guy you expect him to be. He was always a little overrated, but because he was passionate and yelling the sideline, we confused that with actually being really good. See through that. Des Bryant is a jag He's been that guy for three years. $16.5 million cap hit on the books for 2018, and then you have the potential out after this season. When you you look at what his cost is versus the being able to stay healthy and produce on a game-by-game basis, you saw how much balance they had spreading the ball around and working Ezekiel Elliott into the mix. Des Bryant, you didn't have to be myopic and try to force him the ball like if we're going to talk catch, no catch like we did yesterday, like Calvin Johnson demanded the ball so frequently in Detroit. Same thing for Dez. Three straight years, you've watched his numbers dwindle his yards per catch down around 12, two of the last three years. Just now a, a time for the Cowboys to reinvent and go find a different wide receiver to anchor that receiving core. Twitter at How About a Fresca, Mike at Swollen Dome. We're spinning the NFL topics wheel again. Coming up in a minute, but right now, a guy who was once on Wheel of Fortune spun, bankrupted, but then picked up the bankrupt sign and ran away from the stage. It's Tom Looney. And I sold it on eBay. It's Tom Looney. It's a way to make some chicken soup out of some chicken you-know-what. There we go. Uh, They're toasting the Musketeers tonight. In Cincinnati. Just a matter of seconds now before the Musketeers can be crowned Big East champions. There it is, 84-74. Xavier Musketeers win their first Big East championship title. A win over Providence. Joe Sunderman with the call. Xavier Musketeers Radio Network. Big Ten tournament being held 
Madison Square Garden. They're doing it a week early since the Garden's busy next week with the Big East Tournament. First game featured Iowa knocking out the Fighting Illini. 96-87. And the other game was Rutgers and Minnesota. Scarlet Knights buried the Golden Gophers. A 65-54. Last NBA game of the night ended just a short time ago. Clippers and Rockets in La La Land. For the second time in this 2017-18 season, it's a Rockets win and a winning streak of 14 games. 105-92 is your final Sports Talk 790 Houston providing us with the call there. After the game, Rockets coach Mike D'Antoni, known as an offensive genius, broke down the play of Chris Paul. Chris Paul is Chris Paul. And we now forge forth into the night with two guys who gave up vegetables for Lent. Not to mention giving up vegetables the other 325 days of the year as well. Hey, Jason hey, Smith hey. and Mike Harmon. Just on, so you know. Yes. Just so you know today. I know you're going to defend I had kale. Lunch, no, no, no. When I had lunch, I had fried chicken, which was really tasty. But okay. I had a choice of macaroni and cheese on the side. And instead. You got what? I picked carrots. And broccoli. Oh, you're cute. Oh, really? Yes. You, 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 your nose is growing, Pinocchio. My body revolted against me. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> I have vegetables almost every day. Oh, my God. You're oh. going to dream of that macaroni and cheese tonight. <laughs> now, you know, listen, I'm not going to be somebody who at the end of my life goes, boy, I wish I had another bowl of macaroni and cheese. Oh, that's me. <laughs> that's me. <laughs> I wish I had that carb. Oh, God. oh that would have been great. That hot foot Sunday. Oh. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Louie. Live from the Geico Studios, call 1-800-947-AUTO. Find out how much you could save on auto insurance. All right, we're spinning the NFL topic wheel because of everything that's come up today. So many big stories. We had the Cowboys a few minutes ago. We had Kirk Cousins a few minutes ago. We've dealt with so many big things. Let's spin the wheel again. Producer Rob Guerra has all the stories. RG, spin away. Gentlemen, this is quite possibly the biggest story of the day. I want to let you know that I got an entire combo meal for 32 cents earlier today. Yeah, so, buddy. That's number you got one. a combo meal from I did. where? From uh, Al Pollo Loco. How'd yep. you get a combo meal for I have 32 the app, cents? And yeah. I think everyone should go and download it. Shameless plug. Wait, so because you have an app, you got a meal for 32 because cents? Because I registered for the app. They say, congratulations for joining. You get $7 credit towards oh, any meal. Oh, that's on nice. Here. And then here comes a thousand things we're invading your phone with. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Story of the day, but we'll move on. Yeah, because okay. Because the, sure. the wheel here landed on the yeah. New York football giants. Okay. Now, we had all thought coming into this offseason that they were done with Eli Manning, that his days were numbered. Well, not so fast. Take a listen, gentlemen. If someone makes me an offer I can't refuse, would I move back? It depends upon who's there. If there's a guy worthy of being the second pick of a draft, if we answer the, that question to the affirmative, you're drafting what you think is going to be a Hall of Fame player. Okay, so you can't get too cute about the whole thing. All right, here's the thing. First of all, it's kind of funny that the Giants have gone from we're benching Eli and getting rid of his consecutive start streak and starting Geno Smith, which was ridiculous, to now, hey, we hired a new head coach, and now Eli's got years left in the NFL. But let's go on from there. If you think Eli is the starting quarterback for the next three, four years, and you don't like any of the quarterbacks, fine, because a quarterback's got to be a gut feel if you're taking somebody that high. Don't be stupid. Don't get cute and decide, well, we'll move down if someone's going to call us and give us, you know, we can get the number 10 pick and then a second round pick. No. At number two, you take Saquon Barkley. This is a guy that could be the next Leonard Fournette, the next Adrian Peterson. It is a need you are crying out for. 
the Giants' one thing they've always been able to do when they're successful is run the football. Certain teams, no matter what they do, this is part of their identity. The Chargers always throw the football. The Packers always throw the football. The Bears always play great defense. The Steelers always play great defense. The Giants run the football. And they haven't had anybody. This is a guy that could be that kind of difference maker, and he's sitting there for you at number two. You go take Saquon Barkley and figure everything else out. Look, the Jaguars drafted Leonard Fournette. Boom! Look at him. Obviously, their defense came 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 up big, but they drafted a guy. They needed that, and they're in the AFC Championship game. Don't be stupid. Don't get cute. Draft Barkley. You're leading. Look at like you're doing a campaign stump speech. No, I'm just saying. Waiting for you to pull out the the megaphone and a soapbox. Uh, Orleans Darkwa was your leading rusher a year ago. 751 yards in his 171 attempts. That's a nice 4.4 average. Had a 75-yard touchdown run. So yeah. we start doing the And he's got a great Star Wars Sith Lord name. Yeah, there's no Orleans question. Orleans Darkwa. Definitely an all-name team member. Not a starting running back. Wayne Gallman. Not a starting running back. Somebody yeah. named Wayne is never going to be a star somewhere. Wait a minute. Batman. See, I was actually what? thinking of Gretzky, but that's okay. Oh, uh, see, I thought you were yeah. going to go Crebet. Oh, I thought you were going Jets, you know? TJ. But over the top, tie shirt quick. Let's to go to Batman. Seven years with Crebet, <laughs> TJ. Right, go ahead. But you have the rest of the Giants team coming back healthy, right? They were a presumptive favorite for a lot of NFC picks this past year and figured it was a drop off by the Cowboys changing of the offensive line. A lot of things swirling the Ezekiel Elliott situation. So you have the giants looking at the defense, which played well still, but you didn't have a consistent running game. And then your wide receivers dropped like flies. And as soon as Odell Beckham jr. Went down, everything just was torn asunder from there. So you get all these guys back healthy. If you can get a running back that you trust, and give him the ball 250 times and mitigate how much you're putting it on Eli Manning's arm to save you, defense should be fine, and suddenly you're back in contention. I get that. With Shermer, you're thinking at least you buy one year. And if you're not sold on the top three, there's plenty of other quarterback options to come back round two, round three, et cetera. Spin it again. Oh, here we go. Now, Jason, I don't know if you heard about this one. It's kind of big news. Uh-huh. But your <laughs> New York Jets have cut arguably the best player on their team. No, he's not. Just two years Stop. into a five-year, $86 million Stop. deal. No, yeah, his wide receiver was better. Throwing Stop. money away, your thoughts. Look, Muhammad Wilkerson absolutely quit playing when he got paid. I said it at the time. I'm nervous about giving him money because all he wanted was a new contract. And it's clear, even today... There are reports many people inside the building said about the Jets that the Jets sources have said they believe he just lost the passion to play. And as soon as he got paid, that's that. Look, when they signed him, of course, hey, I'm excited they brought him back, but I was nervous about giving him the money because he's a guy, whenever a guy just wants to get paid, and you can tell when guys just want to get paid. Don't pay those guys. People are already on Twitter. JT the Brick is on Twitter going, oh, if the Raiders sign Wilkerson, oh, Melkin Cabrera. And I got to tell him, dude, you don't want anything to do with Muhammad Wilkerson. He's not going to get a big contract. He's not going to play hard. He is done. Done. You want nothing to do with a guy that quit on the team that in a contract-type year where he needed to, to play well in order to 
have his contract roll over. He was late to meetings four times and was benched for the final three weeks of the season. That tells you all you need to know about Muhammad Wilkerson. Run from Mo Wilkerson. Coach Super Bowls said of the decision, it was a business decision. It wasn't disciplinary at all. Business decision made for both, was good for both parties. We made that decision. I'm disappointed for the team. I'm disappointed for him. Obviously, it didn't work out, but I have a lot of love for Mo. $11 million freed up for your yeah. salary cap. There we go. We'll give it all the cousins. All the Kirk cousins. Pushing all the chips to the center. You need to, don't forget, you still need a number one wide receiver, though. Uh, well, they, they addressed him. We need one today, for the GM. We need one for know, four games, <laughs> at least. <laughs> Twitter at How About a Fresca, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. Coming up next, wait till you hear the latest development regarding the Sean Miller situation in Arizona. Fox. There's a better way to buy home insurance with Progressive's new Home Quote Explorer tool. Get a custom quote and a great rate all online. See for yourself how much you could save at Progressive.com. Take off your uniform. Take off your cleats. Take off your jock strap. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. Live from the Geico Studios. I eat cookies good. <laughs> if you think a train will stop if it sees your car in the tracks, you're right. It will about a mile after it hits you. Stop because trains can't. Uh, before we get to the latest involving Sean Miller, we watched the Rockets beat the Clippers tonight. James Harden with the crossover, step-back, disrespecting move of Wesley Johnson that is gaining all kinds of viral attention. 2.3 seconds <laughs> of disrespect. Clean up on aisle three! But maybe the best piece of video or picture coming off this game is not the... Wesley Johnson falls to the ground, and James Harden waits two and a half seconds before he takes a three and makes it. But the Rockets put police caution tape over their door at Staples Center to stop anybody from trying to get there and break in because of what happened the last time the two teams met when teams were looking around trying to get in the Clippers' locker room through the back door because everybody wanted to fight Blake Griffin and Austin Rivers. Well, Steve Ballmer responded by putting the same tape over where they're hiding the hot dog cannon (laughs) that made its debut earlier tonight. Don't steal my hot dog cannon. Do not steal it. Prize possession. I I mean, that's going to go. Have a gun. (laughs) Blow hot dogs into the stands. (laughs) I mean, eventually that thing's ending up in the Smithsonian. Oh, yeah. It's the first ever hot dog cannon. Kind of a big deal. And it's, I really thought it would be like a shoulder mount thing, but it's really a bit. No, it's like well, You don't a know how much kick that would have. Uh, I think Steve yeah. Ballmer looking out for his joints. Yeah, but I see guys do it with the t-shirt cannon all the time, and they hold it. And, yeah, you want one. Yeah, Yeah, but Ballmer, Ballmer wanted to fire this one himself. This wasn't uh, being. Yeah, you're right. This okay. wasn't a 20-year-old intern. Okay. All right. You know, you're right. Low on experience, but full of muscle. This is Steve Ballmer deciding, you know what? I want to do this myself. We're going to roll it out in grand fashion i'm gonna eat the hot dogs alongside champion joey chestnut and it's gonna make everybody forget about how badly we're being beaten in this game <laughs> meanwhile how about this tomorrow the arizona board of regents has called a special meeting to receive legal advice and discuss the contract of head coach sean miller miller who of course has not coached the team 
since ESPN's report Friday night that has tied him to an alleged conversation heard on an FBI wiretap that has discussed a $100,000 payment to current freshman DeAndre Ayton, who's going to wind up leaving for the NBA very quickly. Uh, Sean Miller, this is an embarrassing situation. One of the things that needs to be talked about is what happens if they're going to let Sean Miller go. Here's the crazy part of this, which makes me... I'm baffled that Arizona actually exists as an institution. Miller makes $2.6 million a year. His contract goes to 2022, right? Mm -hmm. So $2.5 million a year. If he gets fired without cause, like they just want to fire him for whatever reason, they owe him a $5 million buyout. Now, right. the terms of his contract, I think it's right about $12 million is what they're, they're still on the hook for right. in but total. You, you would get about $5 million if you're fired without cause. Like, if we just want to fight tomorrow, you're done. You get $5 million. Okay. It's unclear how much Miller would get from the school if they fired him with cause because the language in the contract is vague surrounding it. So if they had a reason, like a real reason to fire him, like if they just wanted to fire him because we don't like him or he's whatever, no, you're, you're done. We get $5 million, you're gone. But if we have a real reason, like you're caught on a wiretap saying, hey, $100,000 for DeAndre if you want to come to Arizona. If they have a reason to fire you, it could be way more because the language is vague. There are lawyers and agents and people who look at these things that say, hey, you know what? Maybe we want this language to be a little bit more specific because if we fire him with cause, we only want to give him a couple million, right? Or maybe, you know, we don't give him anything because it's with cause. But apparently that's not in the contract. It's a very curious case because the number that was reported a little earlier in this week was that he could see up to 10.2 of the remaining $12 million if he was fired with cause. So now that's omitted in the update saying, ah, now it's unclear. But you want to know who's writing the contract? <laughs> I mean, how often? We talked about it a little bit earlier with Lamar Jackson's, the slotting system of NFL contracts that really there's a little bit of the offset language, the whole Joey Bosa case. But otherwise, you fall in line, and then you you read through the legalese, and you have a lawyer look over it, pay you know whatever the cost is per hour, and be done. So that you don't need an agent full-time necessarily out there stumping for you but in this particular case it would appear that they forgot to actually employ the lawyers for the hour or two to go through this or they spun a wheel and and just came up with terms it's put something in there just to see if you're paying attention hey should we look at this ah let's play super mario kart come on i want to unlock dry bowser come on let's come on let's play let's play let's play i'm sure it's fine what are we gonna have to fire the guy because he wants to give money to a kid Nah, come on i'm sure i'm sure the contract is fine no that's super mario mario kart is the racing is the racing one that's the big one it's an extension they no coins Oh, okay no coins a a different pretty good game though alex a different game thank you i want to check that out sometime yeah and it's it's healthy for you too i don't know about that (laughs) Hand-eye coordination. For Mike, I'm Jason. Twitter at How About a Fresca. My buddy Ben Maller is next. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, 
Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.